Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It is February 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Police are investigating after two deceased newborns were discovered at a recycling center in New Jersey. Authorities discovered the unidentified newborns at the Colgate Paper Stock Company on Industrial Drive in New Brunswick. New Brunswick police responded to the commercial business just after 9 a.m. Wednesday and recovered the first newborn. The investigation at the facility led to the recovery of a second newborn approximately six hours later. The Middlesex County prosecutor is now working alongside investigators who are waiting for the medical examiner to determine if the babies are related, when and how they died, and how old they are. The incident remains under investigation. Anyone with information is asked to contact the New Brunswick Police Department or the Middlesex County Prosecutor's Office. Firefighters were called to a residential block in the city's Logan section to extinguish a car fire early Thursday morning. When the flames were out, they discovered a body inside the car. When firefighters arrived at 2 a.m., the 2007 Mercedes station wagon was fully engulfed in flames. It took the firefighters about 10 minutes to put the fire out. When they did, uh, they found the body in the front passenger seat burned beyond recognition. Police said the body was in an unusual position on its back with its head down by the floor and its feet facing the rear of the vehicle, and the passenger door was ajar. The car is registered to a Philadelphia address. There are surveillance cameras in the area, so police are looking for footage now. Multiple suspects are on the run after police say an abduction that started in Chester ended with a shooting in broad daylight in the middle of Delaware County neighborhood. It happened on Wednesday afternoon in the 500 block of Curlin Street. Detectives say a man was abducted by at least two suspects, maybe more, for an unknown reason in Chester. The incident then carried over to Booth Wynn, where the victim was tied up inside of a home on uh, Graham Avenue. Once inside, police say the suspects made an enormous cash demand. The suspects didn't get what they wanted, so they left the victim tied up and walked out. Detectives say the victim was able to free himself, hop in his truck, and went after the suspects. Police say the suspects started opening fire in a neighborhood. They said uh, one of the witnesses said they were doing like probably 60 miles an hour in a 15 mile per hour speed limit. So they were racing through. The victim's truck was shot at least twice, but no one was hurt. The shooters fled on foot and are still on the loose. It's unclear what led to the abduction. Uh, Anyone with information obviously has to contact police. All right, let's do sports this morning. After having a week off for the All-Star break, the Sixers return to the center tonight to play the Brooklyn Nets. As the second half of the season begins, the Sixers are in fifth place in the East, a game and a half behind the Miami Heat and eight games in front of the Nets, who are in seventh place in the conference. Tip-off in South Philly is set for 8 o'clock. The Flyers also continue to move up in the standings and are now in third place in the Metro Division, six points behind the Washington Capitals and seven points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tonight, the Flyers travel to Columbus to play the Jude... <laughs> the Blue Jackets. Who the Jude are Blackets. <laughs> Only, I we're into that again. We're only one point behind them in the standings. The Flyers beat the Blue Jackets at home on Tuesday night, winning 5-1. to one. Tonight, the puck is scheduled to drop at 7 o'clock, and the game will be broadcast on WMMR. There is expected to be some changes to the NFL's playoff structure for next season. Under the current proposal that NFL owners are pushing for, the playoff field would be expanded to seven teams from each conference, while the regular season would be increased to 17 games per team, and the preseason would be shortened to three games per team. As part of the 
proposed playoff format, only one team from each conference would receive a first-round bye as opposed to uh, the two that currently do. This would lead to a revised postseason schedule that includes six games on the wildcard weekend with three on Saturday and three on Sunday. The official collective bargaining agreement could come as early as next week. So we'll see what happens with that, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. All right, here we go. First day of the work week. And oh, my wow, God. What, is, what a toil it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Two days. We were discussing oh, the God. merits of perhaps a standardized two-day work week. It would be. But it would be a tough sell. What a fantasy. Yeah. What a fantasy that is. But nonetheless, <laughs> we're here for a couple of days. That means some good stuff for you. Our Word of the Week prize will only cost you two letters this week for whatever word that may be. And we have a pair of lower-level tickets for the Flyers game on April 2nd against the Predators. Not too shabby for just collecting two letters. We'll do that at the end of the show today, so get yourself set for that. Uh, we're stacked with a bunch of stuff uh, on the program today. Number one, we have an announcement that is uh, for an event on the way. We'll get to that around Bizarre File Time, so roughly 8 a.m. We'll have that for you. Two guests in the studio today. We have uh, They've both been here uh, one many, many times, but uh, Ali Sadiq is going to be performing at Punchline. Uh, tonight, Friday, and Saturday. So he's stopping in. And then our buddy Don Jameson yeah. will be in as well. And he's got a new album called Denim and Laughter, which is available. And he'll be performing at Parks Casino March 4th. So he's stopping in to promote both of those awesome. things. Uh, we also have a meet and eat stopping by. So Pacifico is going to be here. They're their official cardboard classic pre-party, uh, which is taking place at... Wow, I should read this information ahead of time. Is it Barley? Is yeah. that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, Barley. So that event is actually going to be next week. Actually, Marissa's got a pre-party tonight. Yeah, she's going to be at PJ Willihan's in Newtown yeah. Square. Yeah. And at these pre-parties, you have your chance to stop by and get registered to win the Pacifico VIP Cardboard Classic Experience, which means we hook you up with an overnight stay, lift tickets, and VIP access for you and three friends to watch the Cardboard Classic that's Which, very cool. I assume the VIP access is right over by where we are. Exactly. Best seats in the house. Yeah. And uh, you might even be able to use our porta potty while you're there. <laughs> oh, we'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't let you yeah. use it. Yeah. Uh, so join Marissa tonight from 7 to 9, PJ Willihan's in Newtown Square. And there's a couple of different events. And there, there's one tomorrow night. Brent Porsche is going to be at the uh, Casey's at Drexel Hill. So we got different appearances over the next several days. So stop out. Why not? You could get the full on. Uh, royal treatment for cardboard classic. Yeah, I can't make it to. I was asked to do a couple of these, and I can't make it to either of the Delaware County ones because I'm. I've I've already got plans. Damn it! And I'm like, I can. I You'd mean, be the, royalty the one tonight. I mean, I could walk there. It would take me like 17 hours, but I could walk. You there. could yeah. if you had to. But you are doing one coming up on the 29th. Yeah, uh, which in will Phoenixville. be in Phoenixville at uh, Sedona Tap House. So you'll have your chance to get out and see Casey. Glass half full. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so these things and more are taking place on the program today. I have a ridiculous amount of entertainment news. we got some catching up to do. Yes. Uh, so I want to break and come back and get to that right away as well as a stupid question. So stay with us through the course of the morning. We shall be your guide to wherever you may be headed. We'll be right back. Stay put. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question. Pair of tickets to see. Wow, Paulie Shore at Punchline. <laughs> April 10th is when he's coming to town. Ah. Uh, so the question that I have for you, we're going to do another uh, Black History uh, Month question. Who is the first black player inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame? 215263 WMMR. Let's see if you know that answer. Who is the first black player inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame? Two one five two six three WMMR. Got a big stack of birthdays to run through while we're waiting for your answer. Thursday, February twentieth. Miles Teller, the actor uh, who uh, really jumped out in the movie Whiplash. Yeah, but he's been a lot of other things, including the the Divergent series. He was in that from Downingtown, right? Is he from Downingtown? Yeah, I forget if he went to Downingtown East or West, but he grew up in the area. No, did that Divergent series wrap up, or did they just it did? Did they tap out? No, I wrapped up, and it was, uh, by the time it got to the third movie, I'm like, okay, <laughs> end it already. Was it detergent now? Where uh, are we? Some or the other. Yeah. But he's 33 today. Uh, Sir Charles has oh, his birthday today. Barkley, huh? he, he's 57, yeah. The round mound or rebound? Uh, yep. So, a happy birthday to the man. Quite a character. Never Always run into him. All, all the years. Yeah, he comes ne- in the building a lot. Never seen him Yeah, for some reason. So, was there a, uh, there was a, a roast of some sort last week where, uh, I guess uh, Shaq was roasting uh, Tiffany Haddish. He says, uh, you know, Tiffany, is her ass is so big. Right. And when she turned around, I said, hey, Charles, what's going on? <laughs> uh, you know, so he's basically roasting Tiffany and, and uh, Charles Barkley. I wasn't right. sure. I, I didn't know. I, don't, I, I didn't really see that. Okay. But I, uh, I don't doubt it, yeah. Uh, Cindy Crawford also has her birthday today. Her kids are more in the news now, right? Both her kids are models. Kaya and the... Uh, what's the girl's name? Kaya is the girl. Kaya's the girl? Yeah, Kaya Gerber, yeah, Kaya right? Kaya Gerber, yeah. And then uh, the other guy who put the tattoo on his face. Yes. Everyone was sort of saying, you probably shouldn't do that as a model. That's the one. Presley? Is that it, Steve? Presley? Yeah, that's Presley. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, she's 54 today. Sandy Duncan. Sandy? Has her birthday. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, Sandy Duncan. Um, Sandy! What were her? What were the shows? Well, she, she was, was a Hogan family. She replaced Valerie Harper when she died in that uh, was a car fire that they killed her in. I, I, no, I think, some sort of bizarre sitcom I, death. I always thought she was killed in a house fire, but the house had burned down after she had died. She was apparently killed in a car accident, maybe. And Sadie Duncan, you remember? She had a glass eye. Bizarrely, yeah. the first thing I think of is wheat thins. Wheat thins. When, when I when I think of okay. Sandy Duncan, she was the spokeswoman. She was the spokeswoman for wheat thins. And yeah. I don't know why that's the first thing that pops into my head. She's 74 today. Uh, Hockey Hall of Famer Phil Esposito yes. is 78 years old. Former well, husband of Sandy Duncan. Uh, well, I that I didn't know. Uh, also, Patty Hearst turns 66 wow. years old today. Yeah, the newspaper heiress, kidnapped by the Seminese uh, Liberation Army, later took part in a bank robbery with them. Uh, it's it's an incredible story. To, yeah. uh, see if you, there's a lot of documentaries on it. Uh, Wait, so yeah. she's related to Chris Hardwick now because he's in yeah, that family, yeah. right? Yeah. Patty Hearst, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sidney Poitier. Love him. Great actors of all time. Guess who's coming to dinner in the heat of the night, to name a few. He's 93 today. Whoa. 93. To serve with love. Yeah. Defiant ones. Yeah. 
Amazing. Bobby Unser, the legendary auto racer, is 86. Uh, yep, go ahead. There you go. Uh, actress Lily Taylor. Lily. Everything from high fidelity to mystic pizza to say anything, six feet under. The haunting. Uh, she is 53 today. Andrew Shu, who played Billy on Melrose Place. What an actor! What an actor. <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything else he was in. Melrose a, Place. Mm-hmm. That's Elizabeth's brother, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually is a, a very good uh, soccer player, and I think that's where he succeeded the most. Really? Yeah. I knew he played soccer. I didn't know he succeeded there. Uh, he is 53 today. He's to soccer what he is to acting. Uh, then you have Trevor Noah of The Daily Show, 36. Holding down the fort. And then the last birthday I saw, it's Rihanna's birthday today. Ah. Uh, very beautiful and talented. And uh, has uh, dabbled in acting with Ocean's 8 and Battleship. She's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 32 years old today. All right. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Uh, who's first black player inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame? 215-263-WMMR, the number. I will go to Tim to see if we can get the answer. Tim, good morning, sir. Good morning, Preston. Welcome back. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. Do me a favor. Tell me who is the first black player inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame. How about that Grant Fuhrer? Legendary goaltender. Absolutely ah! correct, Tim. Yep. Hang on just a second. He is the first black goalie in NHL history. But, uh, yeah, dude was phenomenal. Uh, and since you got that correct, where'd he go? We just see, we lost him. His right. work is done here. His work is done. Well, we got a prize for him. We have a pair of tickets to see Pauly Shore at Punchline Philly on April 10th at 9.45 p.m., 21 and over show. You can get tickets for Pauly's April 10th and 11th shows in punchlinephilly.com. A lot of people wanted to say that it was Willie O'Ree. Willie O'Ree was the first black player in the NHL. He was not the first inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, But Willie was here in our studio, and he was Great. awesome. And, and a vice grip on him, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> At his age? Yep, amazing. Yeah. All right, I have a lot to get to uh, in the entertainment stuff, and a lot of heavy stuff, unfortunately, but we'll, we'll cover it. On day two of deliberations, the jury, deciding whether Harvey Weinstein should be convicted in his rape trial, asked to review testimony from accuser Miriam Meany Haley. Observers say the request suggests that the jury is reviewing and discussing the case accuser by accuser. Now, the jury also sent Supreme Court Judge James Burke questions about accuser Annabella Sciorra. They also requested to review emails sent by Weinstein to a private investigator asking them to make tracking her a top priority. Mm-hmm. And they're all encompassing surveillance of his accuser. Later in the day, they asked to rehear the entire testimony of Sciorra's friend, actress Rosie Perez. On Wednesday, the jury asked to hear transcripts of Haley's graphic testimony of being assaulted by Weinstein, his uh, first in his Soho apartment and then again at the Tribeca Grand Hotel. The jury also wanted to review the pair pair exchanged and others that Weinstein sent to others discussing Haley. I guess there's a word missing here. They wanted to review, I guess, the words that the pair exchanged. Uh, The 67-year-old is on a trial in New York regarding accusations by Haley and Jessica Mann. And uh, this uh, does continue, but it, it's it's getting near the very end of it. Well, the legal experts say that the fact that the jurors are taking this amount of time to review everything, that experience has taught them when they do this, it, it tends to not be good for the accused. Oh, really? Yeah, especially with the preponderance of information wow. available. Who knows, though? Who knows? Who knows? 
Uh, so there were a couple of uh, horrible things that happened over the weekend as well, or, or it feels like a weekend to, to us, but over the last several days. Uh, the accused killer, an ex-of-model-turned-therapist, Amy Harwick, yes. has been released from jail. Did you guys see this story? Right. L- lunacy. Oh, he was released from jail. Uh, yes. So according to reports of court records, uh, Gareth Pursehouse was released on $2 million bond, 1025 on Tuesday, three days after being accused of throwing Drew Carey's ex fiance Amy Harwick, from the balcony of her third-floor apartment. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, somebody had to post that money, I guess. I don't know who did. Um, Purse House has been ordered to return to court March 10th. The 38-year-old Harwick reportedly accused Purse House of stalking her and had a restraining order in place that was lifted before the alleged murder. Court documents read, uh, he has suffocated me. Punched me, slammed my head on the ground, kicked me. This has resulted in bruises, inability to walk, bleeding, broken blood vessels, around face, whiplash, sore neck, and back. She had ran into Purse House weeks before her death when he appeared as a photographer at a porn award show. Uh, Drew Carey, meanwhile, is channeling his grief in an effort to get stricter domestic violence laws passed. On Twitter, he shared a petition called Justice for Amy writing, please sign this petition and chip in if you can. Thank you and bless you. Uh, The petition, written by her friend Diana Arias, uh, reads, domestic violence is a serious concern for everyone. I recently lost a wonderful friend, Dr. Amy Harwick. She was murdered as a result of poor laws not protecting the victims and treating the offenders. I refuse to let her death be in vain. She was a doctor in the mental health field and advocate in the community. We need to do the same and advocate for Amy. Uh, The petition aims to eliminate expiration dates and restraining orders and requires counseling for abusers and stalkers. She was a North Penn grad. <clears throat> now, that I didn't know. Yeah. No kidding. Class of 1999. And, oh, uh, man. So from our area and moved out to Los Angeles and um, had a lot of success. But, uh, yeah, grew up in, in right near us. Was she sort of a uh, uh, like a quasi-celebrity sex therapist, I think she was? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, but uh, brutally murdered. Blunt force trauma yeah. and obviously a history with this guy who is obviously has... Is, Psychotic, you can tell if he did this. So, did you see he had posted a uh, a video and a joke? I guess he was talking about a scene from Game of Thrones where one of the characters was pitched off a a balcony. <gasps> oh really? God. Yeah, and uh, he was joking about it, and you know, it was just after this, before this. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, anyhow, obviously, we'll be following that story. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix in with the uh, lighter stuff with the heavier stuff. We need because it. I have more of heavy stuff that's coming up. So. Uh, Steven Spielberg's daughter, Michaela, has launched a new career as an adult entertainer. Yeah! Michaela Spielberg, 23 years old, adopted as a baby by the director and his wife, Kate Capshaw, told how she has already started self-producing solo porn videos. (laughs) That's great. And says she would love to land a job as a dancer in a strip club once she obtains her sex worker's license. Okay, Uh, where did this go wrong, man? Yeah, mommy, uh, we're, we're thrilled for you. Uh, Michaela, who speaks to her parents regularly, broke the news to them via va- FaceTime this weekend and said that they were intrigued but not upset. We are very intrigued. Can you just hold one second? Yes, serious. <laughs> <laughs> describing That's exactly how that went. Describing herself as a sexual creature, she told the son, "I got really tired of not being able to capitalize on my body, and frankly, I got really tired of being told to hate my body." Gosh, that's great. Can you just hold one second? <laughs> and, I'm back, honey. and I also just got tired of working day to day in a way that wasn't satisfying my soul. Yes. 
I feel like doing this kind of work, I'm able to satisfy other people, but that feels good because it's not in a way that makes me feel violated. Uh, she first revealed her new career on social media earlier this month. Now in her first interview, Michaela, who lives in Nashville, told how she hopes her new career choice will help her become financially independent from her Hollywood parents. She said, I've always been a very sexually natured person, which has gotten me in trouble before. Not in a predatory way, but just in the sense that people here in the South might not yet be comfortable with that. My main hope is just that I get somewhere lucrative enough to where I am not tied down financially by things. And then I can really start saying to people, there's nothing wrong with me using my body in a way that feels comfortable to support myself. So I'm wondering, Preston, because her dad is Steven Spielberg, will this perhaps be Spielberg's first entree into directing porn? You think my, maybe it'll change right, because his... just to oversee yeah. his own daughter yeah. to make sure everything goes right. And he can bring in all the famous characters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Indy. Yeah, all of them. Vibrators. I hate vibrators. <laughs> Why did it have to be vibrators? Butt plugs. I think I can help here. <laughs> <laughs> Do that thing with the finger. It's great. Yeah. It lights up. I'm gonna right? fing- I mean, when I finger blast you, you get blasted, bitch. I mean, she could probably... Yeah. She could probably be, like, in any movie, like, any type of acting she would want to do. So this is clear... This is what she right. chose. So, Kathy, she clearly... She just wants to be in porn. Because she just wants to piss off her parents. <laughs> Talk about having advantages. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll read this further and you you can come to your own conclusion. She said, I can't stay independent on my parents or even the state for that matter. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It just doesn't feel comfortable for me. This isn't like an end of the road or I've hit bottom choice. This is a positive, empowering choice. I realize there is no shame in having a fascination with this industry and wanting you to go, do, do something that is safe, sane, and consensual. Now... She told how it had been a huge confidence booster to show off her large natural breasts, which she describes as her moneymaker, and now she how she plans on uh, on producing more solo erotic videos to show off her curves. She draws the line at having sex with another person on camera out of respect for her supportive fiancé, Chuck Pankow. Okay. Uh, she has chosen the stage name Sugar Star for her adult entertainment career. There you go. She posted a series of self-produced videos on Pornhub. Pornhub, however, she decided to take the videos down temporarily until her application for a Tennessee sex worker license is approved. Now, while making self-produced porn videos is not illegal, Michaela was adamant that she was keen to keep everything legitimate and above board. Uh, she says that she has huge love and respect for her parents and admits that while she was nervous about telling them, she wasn't surprised <laughs> that they were supportive. Uh, while she is now excited and positive about the future and her new career, she also spoke out for the first time about her difficult past in which she says she had suffered sexual abuse. So when did they adopt her? How old was she? Uh, I don't know. She was young, but it was 1996. Uh, she said that she was groomed and abused by predators growing up, although she uh, points out that these men were outsiders and not anyone from her family or their circle of friends. All right. Uh, she says that contributed to her suffering years of mental health issues, including anorexia, borderline personality disorder, and alcoholism. Uh, well, this so, became a downer story, yeah, too. Yeah, seriously. Huh? This is terrible. This is supposed By to be the, way, the sorbet. Yeah, it was, uh, this was nine pages. The story you sent me was nine pages long. In the Daily Mail? Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Or, no, it was in the Sun. Yeah. Uh, so I had a lot to go through, and uh, I picked out that stuff. So, There's, yeah. Hey, look, it, it's uh, as the, par- the parents are uh, intrigued, as they said. Mm-hmm. We're so, in- we're so intrigued. But this is what she wants to do for a living, and she's doing it. So uh, she said, my body, my life, my income, my choice. So there you go. 
that's what she's doing. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, Amanda Bynes has been under the radar in recent years amid reports of struggles with mental health and addiction. But over the weekend, the child star popped up on Instagram to share the happy news of her engagement. Per Us Weekly, though, Amanda's mom and conservator, Lynn Bynes, may have the final say on whether or not she gets married. It's Eric Estrada, right? No. No, it's not? Uh, The president (laughs) of West Coast Trial Lawyers, Nima Romani, said, as Amanda's conservator, her mother has responsibility over her daughter's decision-making. That includes marriage? Including on whether or not to allow her to marry. Wow. I didn't know a conservator had that kind of sway over somebody. Maybe it depends on the scenario, but yeah, she, uh, yeah. Apparently she can uh, she can block that if she wants to. I now I have no idea if that's the plan or not. But uh, uh, there, there's a picture, I guess, of her. Is this the fiance that she's with? It is, hey, yeah. and she looks a little. Um, she looks lost. Yeah, she looks messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, there's, it there's, looks like she's dating the guy <laughs> Zach Baggins from uh, Ghost Adventures. There is there is a vacancy in her face. Yes. Um, I feel bad for her. She's she's battled mental illness all her yeah, life. Yeah, there used to be a a, a vibrance to her a spark. Uh, yeah, and all that. And it's uh, anything you see of her now. It looks there's something about the person's face that you can see that there's something missing. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully she can uh, she can get the treatment she needs. But all right, another downer story, folks. Right. But this is where we are in the all world right. of entertainment right now. Uh, shortly after Love Island host Caroline Flack's death was officially ruled a suicide, her family released a social media post that she wrote in late December. She was advised not to publish it at that time. Um, as fans may recall, if you're into Love Island, uh, Flack had been arrested in December for assaulting her boyfriend, a guy named Lewis Burton, with a lamp. She had reportedly threatened police that she would commit suicide if she was charged in the case. And despite Burton dropping the charges... And defending her online, police did indeed charge her. So <clears throat> this was a a post, <clears throat> excuse me, that she, that she never released, and I'll just read part of it for you. Uh, she had said, uh, "I've been having some sort of emotional breakdown for a very long time, but I am not a domestic abuser. We had an argument, an accident happened, an accident. The blood that someone sold to a newspaper was my blood, and that was something very sad and very personal." She said. The reason I am talking today is because my family can't take this anymore. I've lost my job, my home, my ability to speak, and the truth has been taken out of my hands and used as entertainment. I can't spend every day hidden away being told not to say or speak to anyone. I'm not thinking about how I'm going to get my career back. I'm thinking about how I'm going to get mine and my family's life back. So she's the host or was the host of the of the British original version of Love Island, correct? Yes. Because there was an American version. Yep. Okay, and and the voiceover host was, I think, Ross the Intern from the Jay Leno show, yeah. For the British version? For the American version. Okay. Uh, But anyway, the show was incredibly successful in the the UK, so a lot of people were torn up about this, but yeah, she hung herself. Ross was the voiceover host? The voiceover host. That voice? Yes, Ross. And he was actually pretty good. Okay. Because it was supposed to be sarcastic, and he's sarcastic. Mm -hmm. The show was just riveting. I'm sure. Yeah. An amazing piece of art. Well, here's your story, Bay. Nikki and uh, Brie Bella are responding to rumors that they planned their pregnancies together. The twins addressed rumors that they underwent IVF together on their Bella's podcast. Bella has a podcast. And Nikki said, you guys, it's so ridiculous. (laughs) You guys. Brie and I both did not do IVF. (laughs) 
Uh, we don't even have televisions. She noted how major and difficult IVF is. She said, we did not plan on being pregnant together. And I'm still in shock, even though I'm really happy. You know, they're wrestling divas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because when you said Bella, I was thinking of the, the Hadids. No, no, no. I could see where that would be an easy mistake. That would be a first name. Yeah. And yeah. But speaking of the Hadids, was it, Kathy, is it Bella or Gigi that uh, Nailed by Celine did her nails for a photo shoot? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure which one it was. All right. So we had, uh, there's a girl from Delaware who was like, you know. We had her in studio. She was like, uh, you know, a nail. She was not your average listener, wasn't she? Yeah. Well, yeah. No. And she did no, a deed? No, oh. she just came by. She was a fan of the show. Remember, she was okay. up for, like, uh, to win a contest in a magazine. Yeah. And she ended up winning. Oh. Uh, she came on our show. We helped her. But she does wow. these crazy, crazy nail designs. And she works uh, in New York fashion show and stuff like that. Yeah, did she rock she... some cool designs for the Hadids? Uh, was she? Yeah, she did one of theirs. I forget who it was, though, Case. It looks like Bella. Bella. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. She did all the faces of the band members of Foreigner. Wow. <laughs> on, on Bella on the, Hadid's nails? That's crazy. I, it is crazy because she doesn't even know that band, but yeah. they went for it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, Who are these people again? Is that Lou Graham? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> on my thumb? Yeah. Sorry, how many be, how many members are in for? I don't know. <laughs> well, they maybe have to repeat. Probably one. five. Okay. We're talking about That's a different Bella entirely. <laughs> we ended up on Foreigner. We're just trying to. I know. Yeah, I know. we're taking uh, lemons totally. and making lemonade. Yeah. yeah, we're making it lemon sorbet. The theme this year is hot blooded. Please welcome Bella Hadid. <laughs> uh, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, One, two, three, four. Yeah, uh, four main members. She, they may, well, they may have had to repeat Jeff a finger. Jeff Pilsen. Jeff Pilsen was in. He's uh, not finger worthy. No, he. Well, he was in. Uh, uh, he was in Dokken. He was a bass player for Dokken. I guess maybe later on he joined Foreigner. <laughs> maybe give him the pinky or something. Interesting. But uh, Mick Jones was the. He was the. He Index. created that band. I think it was Mick Jones, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, what the hell? What are we talking about, Foreigner here? Well, Jason Bonham was in the band for a year. Yeah, this, you know, he was. Uh, you have Zappler. to do the classic lineup to. Re- if you're going to do, put them on your nails. Yeah, you know, there've been I mean, other people that have circulated in and out of the band. Come on, there's, there's other bands that. you can choose. Yeah, I mean, Kansas is still playing. Sure, are they? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Kansas. the Temptations. I don't think Steve Walsh is with them anymore. All right, anyway. <laughs> Uh, couple, we lost a couple character actors, Steve, that I think were worth uh, bringing up. Yes, it's all dust in the wind. This is in memoriam. Yeah. Uh, this is... <laughs> well, you're going to need to have a song ready because uh, good time star, uh, Janet Dubois. Yeah. The... Away. She was 74. The neighbor. Yeah, always coming Malona. through the door. Yes. Yeah. Sassy. I, I always liked her. Uh, she was found dead at her home in Glendale on Tuesday morning. Well, listen, what you're going to actually, I think, even more <laughs> impressive than playing uh, Walona on Good Times, she is the one who co-wrote and sang Moving On Up from what? the Jeff. Yes, no she, yes. Oh, wow. I just found that out yesterday. It's yep. amazing. She is the one who sang that song, and that is... That could be the greatest theme song of all time, in my well, humble, humble opinion. I was watching Tropic Thunder over the weekend. <laughs> and is that the crack- theme of the Jeffersons? That's the theme of the Jeffersons. Doesn't make it not true. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make it not true. So, uh, 
Jeanette Dubois had uh, starred on the CBS sitcom Good Times for five years from 1974 to 79 as Walona Woods, the gossipy, divorcee, and next-door neighbor of the Evans family. She went on to appear on a number of film and TV projects, including voicing one of the main characters on the Stop Motion animated series, the PJs, and actually she earned two Emmys for Outstanding Voiceover Performance in 1999 and 2001. She also earned uh, an NAACP Image Award nomination in 1998 for a guest appearance on Touched by an Angel. And her credits include, I'm going to get you, sucker, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, Moesha, Sanford and Son, The Facts of Life, The Steve Harvey Show, A Different World. I think she's the mother. Everybody loves Raymond. I think she's the mother and going to get you, sucker. Yeah, I, you know, it's been so long since I've seen that movie, I oh, don't know. Yeah, she's great. Or was great. But she co-wrote... And sang this, uh, sang that song. So that's uh, sad news. And Steve, another character actor, Kelly Nakahara Wallets. Oh yeah, uh, she was Nurse Kelly on Mash. Yes, yeah. So sad to see that too. Uh, so yeah, Lieutenant Nurse Kelly Yamato on Mash. She was seventy-two years old. Uh, she died Sunday with a, after a brief battle with cancer. How long was she on the series for? You know what? I don't think it was that long, All but right. uh, well, I, actually, I don't have the date. Well, it, yeah, it doesn't say the dates that she ran. I saw a, a post from Alan Alda, I think, on uh, Twitter where he talked about um, how she basically. Good times. No, 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 no. She basically had worked herself into a larger role huh. on mm-hmm. that show, and then he had, uh, I guess, her first time she really appeared as a speaking. Uh, character on the show was a episode that he had directed. So, huh. yeah, because she was always kind of like one of those background Crap, people, and yeah. then very slowly get a bedpan. Mm-hmm. They would they would work her in, and, and she started to have part of a storyline. Uh, but yeah, she had a brief battle with cancer. She was at her home in Pasadena when she passed. She was a native of Oahu, Hawaii. Uh, she also appeared in the film Clue and uh, John Hughes' film. She's having a baby. Uh, more recently, she worked as a watercolor artist and was involved in the local arts community. Uh, and uh, sad, 74 years old, but uh, 72 years old. So, all right, lighter news. Someone, and I'll tell you who, has changed their hair color. Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh, oh, sorry, didn't mean to spring down. All right, after nearly two decades of coloring her hair, Sharon Osbourne is officially embracing Whoa. her natural hue. The star, 67 years old, has been dyeing her hair a deep red color for the past 18 years and has had to get it done about once a week to keep that color intact. Oh, that wasn't a natural color? But after spending (laughs) so much time in the salon, Sharon wanted a change and enlisted celebrity colorist Jack Martin, or maybe it's Martine, I don't know. It is Martine. uh, To help with a major transformation. Uh, So he said Sharon has 100% white hair. And she was coloring her hair once a week, a dark, vibrant red for the past 18 years. She explained to me that she wanted to do this transformation a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But every time she attempts, it ends up with a disaster. Preston and Sharon, I said, you do you. <laughs> uh, well, and she looks fabulous. Well, Martin told her that uh, he would try his best to give her the color that she was hoping for. He knew that it would be a challenge. To she looks fabulous. Such a dramatic switch up. But he pulled it off. Without a hitch, she said it took me a total of eight hours from start to finish to get her to platinum to a platinum blonde, so she doesn't have to be committed to coloring her hair. The hair was a disaster. Uh, once a week anymore. Now oh, her hair color is so bright it pulls your eyes away from the mess that is her face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I wonder if he if she will have to still have some sort of 
dye process. Like, he, yeah, he probably took the eight hours to strip the color, which does take forever. But is this now just set and she leaves it? Or right. does she have to go in and get some sort of color to maintain that it? That is so, color, Kat. That, is that color? No, because there's no, no way well, that no, that they, is natural. Well, they strip, they strip the color from your hair. So that's right. probably what they did. And then if there's some sort of light color on it, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe she's she she is gray under there, and it will be easier to color. Because there's got to be like some color yeah. in the like. Even if you, I mean, I guess there are people that go completely gray, but there's so, got to be a few strands that silver. Yeah. Our yes, our friend uh, Marilyn Russell has gone uh, that route, and it looks very good. Um, and I, I guess. It depends on what you're genetically gifted with, yeah. which, which, what, what gray your color is. Because is, yeah. uh, is the silver pony, I've never taken a good look at Bill's hair. Yeah. Is it all straight up silver or does he have little bits of, no, I think of dark he, in My it. stylist is named Annabelle. <laughs> and she stripped the hair completely clean. I think he's full regular. No, no, I th- he has some dark strands in there. Does he? That's yeah. what I mean. So he's like going this. dark. Yeah. That's Annabelle. Him. Annabelle. That's him calling. Annabelle. His, his yeah, who, who, who do you want to work on you? Annabelle. <laughs> at least he, he at least he used to. So I, I but I mean, there's got to be some, like you know, like how it, yeah. like like I get some grays underneath. Like there <gasps> there's some grays what? that come through. No, well, yeah, and, and then you you color it. So if but it were the so other, young. if if it were the other way around, you would imagine there'd be some dark strands that come. Yeah, through. yeah so I, some 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 hang some hangers on. Yeah, when I got blue hair not that long ago, uh, they stripped Kathy my my hair color. Yeah, but it wasn't. They didn't strip it to a um it, to a white. No, because it's that's not the color that it naturally strips to. It it, it was stripped to it like a, a like basically a blonde, and then they had to color it white uh, because if they kept it blonde and then they put the blue in there, then it probably would have gone like green. Uh, so they had to strip it down to a to a different. All color. right, but anyway, I, I so I, for a brief period, I had my hair um, pl- a platinum blonde or what, what was it? You you remember the color, Preston? It was, yeah. It was, yeah, I look like yeah. Roy Batty from Blade Runner, but uh, that was a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Jack Martin is also the mastermind behind the momentous occasion at the Oscars when Jane Fonda stepped out with a gray pixie cut. Ooh. He did that. Too. I did that for Jane. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, he's all the rage right now. By the way, uh, when Sharon she started getting plastic surgery a long time when ago, she was right? seven. <laughs> okay, no, she doesn't. She, you expect her to look surgery up. She's been very honest about it. I think she's had four, uh, you know, major procedures. Okay. That's just this year. Yeah, yeah just, just, just this mean, year. Or this year. Because if you go back to, like, when her and Ozzy were, like, first getting together, she was a little haggish. I Not a little. She was ugly. <laughs> she was, was a little she was, haggish. She was a little homely. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. But now she's all polished up and looking like a star. Mm-hmm. As Martine S- says, fabulous. Speaking of uh, beauty treatments like that, Selma Hayek responded to a troll who uh, snipped at the 53-year-old's shot or maybe sniped at her shot. Uh, of her on a beach on Instagram. The follower wrote that she had, quote, too much Botox, adding that it's not needed. Responding to the comment in an exchange captured by comments by celebs, uh, Hayek wrote, I don't have Botox, but thank you for the advice because I was thinking maybe it's time. Uh, She recently told E.T. that she had considered getting it. You haven't considered getting Botox. But opted against it because she had... A movie, a movie role that forbade it specifically. It forbade it? Yeah, she said, uh, maybe it's for the best. Maybe I would have gotten uh, addicted to it or something. So. On our home world, we drink Botox with cake. 
<laughs> for kicks? For cake with cake instead oh, with of cake. milk. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had no we idea. We drink Botox. So it's Botox and cake? cake exactly. Okay. On our home world where I'm a botanist. Uh, so Selma Hayek says no. She has not gotten She's it. She's got enormous boobies. She does. And uh, maybe she will get it, though. It's no one cares. People don't even know she has a face. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Uh, Chris Knopf. Yes. Mr. Big from uh, Sex and the City, who is 65 years old, by the way, hit up Instagram to share the news of the birth of his second son, Keats. 65? 65. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, he and his wife, Tara Wilson. Great Wil- news. We both use the same diapers. Uh, he and his wife, Tara Wilson, also share Orion, who is 12. Mm. Uh, he captioned a shot of them sleeping. Uh, down from the heavens comes our second son, Keats. A thing of beauty is a joy forever, he wrote. How old is she? All right, so my daughter is 12. Yeah. And this guy's, I can't imagine, <laughs> you know. I mean, come on. He's 65. Wow. It, it's kind With of the like, fir- But the first and time. a new one. First time your your kid tosses you a ball and it goes right through your chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, you're a little brittle. He, well, he's still a robust guy. It looks like the wife is much younger. Yeah, we're looking at a picture here. Clearly she it's is. It's a daddy-daughter dance. I don't <laughs> No, that's their engagement picture. That's what it looks like. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so, uh, you know, I, so I get right. the draw, but uh, yeah, I get it too. How do you get over the embarrassment? Well, it, was, just it wasn't think- his call. Yeah, did you? She wanted to have two, and he went along for the ride. Did you guys have any friends that had much older parents? Yes, growing up, yeah. I, yes. I had a friend who did, and it was. Strange. Awkward. Yeah. Uh, they always, in my eye, at my age at that time, they appeared to be his grandparents. Yeah, same and, here. And they never did anything. They were acted the way grandparents would yeah. act. Yes. Stayed in the house. Yes. Same yeah. thing. And, and you never saw them out. Yeah, it was my yeah. friend Tom. And it right, was, right. It was odd, but, you know. Okay. That was their family. And there's my dad walking around in a long coat and uh, boots looking like a... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did Tom happen to have any older sisters or older? No, he was an only child. Okay, all right. Because sometimes the parents are actually the grandparents. Yeah, you know I've, heard, I mean? I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was a, uh, a, little, a, a perpetration. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. All perpetration right, well, penetration, you know what I'm saying? What else I got here for you? Uh, how about this? The British royals, uh, the, the royal family, wished Prince Andrew a happy 60th birthday on social media, and followers reacted with horror. <laughs> <laughs> As, have a good one, you pervert. As many will recall, he stepped down from royal duties following outrage over his connection to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. What the f- is this? And reports that he is not cooperating. What the f- is that? Uh, with sex trafficking investigators. Uh, there's what a- the f- there's also the claim that he himself engaged in illicit activity with at least one of Epstein's uh, alleged victims. The problem is there's so many pictures of him hanging out with Epstein, and, uh, you know, we know what was happening on... Uh, it was called Sex Island. What was what was the name of the the plane, unofficially dubbed? Oh, I don't know. The, the Like the Pedo Express or something like that? Uh, so here's what the Royal Birthday Post said. It said, on this date, in 1960, Prince Andrew was born at Buckingham Palace... The first child born to a reigning monarch in 103, for 103 years. Happy birthday to the Duke of York. Every family needs a Fredo, and he is ours. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do I have here for you? Uh, Disney's Mulan has snagged a PG-13 rating due to sequences of violence. Yeah, it appears to be a lot of battle scenes. Yeah, the uh, well, I mean, that's a big part of what yeah, the whole deal. About. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, the PG-13 rating is a first for Disney's live-action remakes of animated classics and the first title from Disney and NAB, a PG-13 rating since Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales in 2017. God, those freaking movies. <laughs> uh, the film has been described as more of a fantasy war epic than a musical, a departure for most Disney remakes. You know, I've never seen one Pirates of the Caribbean movie. The, Not the, one of them. The first one. What is it, five of them? There's, it least, seems like there's yeah. 50. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they, uh, after a while, got ties of the hoe. Yeah. Oh, Captain <laughs> Jack's. And then every idiot who's doing a costume, how Captain Jack's better. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, anytime you go to a costume right. contest and somebody I'm says, I'm a boy, right? Yeah. Shut up! Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, ready for the clips? Yay! Yay! In the new series, Indebted, mm-hmm. a couple's lives are turned upside down when the husband's parents are forced to move in with them. And in this clip, co-stars Abby Elliott and Jesse Hodges discuss the instant connection the cast members had when shooting the pilot. Here we go. It was great. It was I mean, so we fun. became a family so quickly um, and got to know each other very fast. And now we kind of interact with each other like as a real family. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> truly shooting the pilot first week of knowing each other, we were already acting like a family. Everyone was weirdly comfortable around each other. <laughs> Uh, Indebted airs tonight at 9.30 on NBC. Abby Elliott is Chris Elliott's daughter. Yeah. Nice. Next clip. And Tommy, a former high-ranking New York police officer known for her unflinching honesty and hardball tactics. Oh, she sounds like a loose cannon. Becomes the first female chief of police in Los Angeles. In this clip, star Edie Falco discusses what drew her to the role. I had been looking at scripts, you know, um, always looking for the next thing that will sort of excite me. And this is the first one that really grabbed me. It looked like something I could kind of sink my teeth into for a while. The the writing was really, really good. Velociraptor. Tommy Ayers tonight, 10 o'clock. That's on CBS. Tommy want wingy. On CBS. It really is. Episode three. Tommy want wingy. Tommy want wingy. Yes, they got to get to that eventually. We've got the Crips and they want wingies. <laughs> Tommy want wingy. How are you going to handle that? Listen, I'm Tommy. I want wingy. I understand. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have entertainment-wise. Well, we don't have wingy, but we do have uh, shrimp golden pouches, duck dumplings, Vietnamese rice platter, and more. Surprised by Barler. Surprise. Supplied by Barley, who is here this morning. Nice. Uh, and Marissa and we have uh, some calendar girls. It's uh, Jane and Carly who are going to be at Barley. Uh, it says next Wednesday. Ooh, next Wednesday. I thought that was huh? tonight. Ooh. No, As that is next Wednesday. Yeah. We Barley got all these appearances. So next Wednesday from 7 to 9 for the Pacifico official Cardboard Classic pre-party. They're going to have uh, $4 Pacifico drafts. Oh. And you can register to win the Ultimate VIP Cardboard Classic Experience, which is cool. But I just saw them work their way into the Xfinity Lounge uh, to set up some food for us this morning, which is cool. So um, we give you the heads up. In fact, you can go to PrestonSteve.com, WMMR.com, and see the full series of Cardboard Classic pre-parties with Pacifico because there's one tonight at PJ Wellhands in Newtown Square. So a uh, chance for you to win some stuff, have some great food, hang out with Marissa. Yes, she's what, awesome at these things. What more do you want? All right, we're going to take a break. We've got uh, announcements coming up. we got guests on the program and a bunch of stuff, so stay with us. We will return in just a second. and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain where the snow comes first. 
The sled deemed best design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The best live live anchors up theme scores $500 and beer for a year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuero. And somewhat of a gag gift for Preston and Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. MMR VIPs, there's still time to save money on those lift tickets. The pre-sale price is $20, but only till noon, March 4th, or while supplies last at WMF. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I want to thank uh, Bo and Mike for Barley uh, stopping by this morning, supplying some fantastic food. They, By the way, they are Chinatown's only sports bar. Really? Yes. And they're at uh, 101 North 11th Street in Philly. And you can stop in every day at 3.30 to 6.30 for happy hour and catch their late night specials from 10 to midnight Sunday through Thursday. And they're brought by an impressive spread of food. And we got a lot of guests coming in today, so they're going to be delighted. And you can join MMR at Barley on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Uh, for a chance to win the Ultimate VIP Cardboard Classic experience, go to WMMR.com and see the full series of Cardboard Classic pre-parties with Pacifico. And you could get overnight stay and lift tickets and VIP access to the Cardboard Classic. And the freaking food's pretty amazing. Which is March 6th. Yes, absolutely. So thank you, uh, those guys, for stopping in. We have a new Daily Rush video that's up and running. And the title of it is 1950s Television Was Weird. The description says, oh. Alice, I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh-huh. you, you can watch it now. It's a throwback to the honeymooners. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. He would yeah. routinely threaten physical violence. He yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, but that was 1950s television. Yeah. That's thrill. It was, it was a gentler time. When it was you a wholesome time. Beat up family members. <laughs> right. You know, Complete the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sponsored by Punchline <laughs> Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. <laughs> And uh, we have somebody who's going to be performing at Punchline stopping by today. Ali Sadiq will be here in the 8 o'clock hour. I'd like to read this uh, message. Uh, Marissa found this in our DM. Somebody slid into our DM. And, I had uh, pre-lubed it when we left on uh, vacation. Yeah, very good. It should have been easier to slide into it. Yeah. Easy to just get in there with li- very little friction. Uh, but this was addressed to you, Steve. It oh. says, Dear Steve... I apologize I didn't get a chance to introduce myself. It's not every day you get a chance to meet Philly royalty like yourself. My name is Casper. I'm a Philly transplant to D.C., and I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to take a picture with me in front of the Hogwarts Express. Yeah. The lovely lady who took our picture is my girlfriend, Christine, who I just so happened to propose to the night before at the Magic Castle in Disney. That's a way to rock a proposal. So I am writing this to say thank you for taking time to get a quick picture with a huge fan. It was one of the best parts under getting engaged of my entire trip. I wish you all the best. And that is from Casper. And so, Steve, in our time off, Went down to Universal in Orlando. Yeah, I have not done, a, I've not gone away on vacation in quite a while. Yeah. You know, it's always me after everyone's gone away, uh, you know, for a, a trip saying, well, I I did a staycation. I've yeah. done a ton of staycations. You have. But I've heard um, you, Preston, I've heard Kathy, uh, maybe other people here talk about how wonderful Universal is. I was so and, excited for you. Well, and I, and I appreciate because it, it got me excited as well. I actually was I would. No, it was <laughs> it was a uh, but the, the whole thing was is that 
Um, people were saying that the difference between the two parks, that Disney is great, but that Universal is the one really more for adults and movie lovers. Mm-hmm. And uh, also more rides. Yeah. You know? There's more action. And so you were describing, I knew some stuff to sort of anticipate. And I, you know, it was, to me, it was sort of a critical thing because I, I, I'm not a good vacation taker. And so the place really has to get to me quickly so that I'm sort of seduced into just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. I, I, you would have to be made of stone to not be seduced by Universal. Yep. You would have to be absolutely opposed to having a good time. Yeah. Because um, they do it right. I mean, it was a President's Day weekend, so it was going to be extra crowded. Yeah. We did the thing you did, Preston, which is to, to get the guide to take you around because that's the only way you're going to get on on that stuff. They're yeah, very- unless you're there for... Four or five days, right? You're not going to get to get to everything. So, we and it's going to cost you just as much to do a VIP experience and knock it all out in a day or two. And therein lies the secret. And there are yeah. different variations on that. When you're looking, and we had the app, and if you're looking at wait times of two and a half, three hours, oh, yeah. and you see people who are kind of sprawled out by the rides, waiting to get. Now, mind you, they do all sorts of things. You yeah, know, to entertain, to, you. to get around and do what yeah. you're going to do. That's great, right? But there's no way. You could cover the park that way, as you said, unless you have four or five days. So we we flew down. Uh, uh, you know, I just uh, want to preface this by saying we're not getting paid to say this. No, <laughs> you know no. I, mean? like, I paid. I paid <laughs> for everything. Full price for all this stuff. Which, by the way, they have a, a per- perfectly wonderful broadcast facility down there. Oh, right? yeah. Which, yeah, which yeah. I walk past. I'm like, right? <laughs> it actually looks a little bit like our studio. It does. <laughs> it's, it's the first thing you see when you walk onto the onto the Universal lot. We've been saying for years, years that we want to go there and do a show, yeah. and uh, the powers that ha- be here in our building have never been able to arrange it and bring, bring some get maybe to have some listeners come or there, Love to there do are it. people obviously there are people down there that we know you yeah. know mm-hmm. I, I was I stopped a number of times yeah, they have morning shows in there all the time yep. so it was also my first time flying spirit airlines which is oh. uh septa buses with wings um <laughs> but very very streamlined uh-huh. uh the the tray that comes down from the back of the seat is basically enough for like a cup. Certainly can't hold an iPad. Oh my god! Uh, but oh, can't uh, hold an iPad. <laughs> well, it was half off and half on. But they, you know, it's what it is. You you get down there, but once you get there, you've been there. You know, it is um, the what they do and what they're doing. The revelation is the combination of 3D motion and mm-hmm. roller coaster rides, where a ride is moving, doing the virtual. 3D stuff, so you're, you know, you're like, oh my god, where am I? And then um, it's an actual roller coaster. You know what's key about those two, Steve, are the sound systems inside mm-hmm. the, what you're riding in. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. So you did can you say, get, you, did you, sorry, no, did you get nauseous at all? Not at all. However, one of my one of my family. So we, I was traveling with a, a number of family members who are all awesome. The kind of people you can travel with, not no issue. Everyone, okay, let's go do that. Of course, when you're being guided, there's no. What do we do next? What do we do next? Oh, and yeah. we would know. You could easily get lost in that park and never see half the stuff. So yeah. there's it's three separate parks. So um, yet we we go through the, the the deal, and we certainly had an an idea that we really wanted to favor the Harry Potter stuff. Uh, but again, even even the like the Hulk roller coaster, which is was originally I found out, President, by the way, was supposed to be the Silver Surfer. Oh, but they the paint that they were going to paint it to make it the Silver Surfer in the Orlando Sun would have blinded drivers for miles around. <laughs> so they changed it to, to, to the Hulk. No way. All of the rides, but if you're talking about something that actually transforms you, where, you're, where your jaw is open and you are 
awestruck. Yeah. That's what they're providing to yep. you. Yep. Uh, did you do the Skull Island thing when you were there? The King it wasn't. Kong? They were working on it when we were there, so it wasn't open. What is it? You, you come, so they, it's, it's from Peter Jackson's Kong, yeah. oh, so man. they're using that CGI. Yeah. So you go through, first you go outside, and you're on this in this vehicle, and you go through the uh, Skull Island thing lifts up, and you go in, and suddenly you're in these deep jungles, and, and they do a thing which is, I guess, akin to the holographic displays that they do on stage, where there's actual depth to actors in 3D, where you're like, you're just blown away. Yeah, yeah. Some of those film things they do look legit. Like, they're, they're right the, the there. The clarity is so, it's so sharp yes. that it seems like you're right there. When we were there, Steve, they had walls up around this right, whole area. Right. They were building it, and there were signs that essentially said, if you try to look over this, you will get kicked out of the park. Well, Like, they're very secretive of what uh, they were working same on. Same thing with the new Jurassic Park um, extension that they're working on. And our, our guide said, I, so what's going on in there? She goes, I, I cannot tell you. <laughs> yeah. They, really? will, they yeah. will fire me. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and that's how secretive they are because they want the big un- unveil. But every aspect of it, and for any Harry Potter fan, for Christ's sake, what what are you waiting for? So I, yeah, I've seen all the movies and loved them. And I'm telling you, when we, what, what's the the street, uh, the the Diagon Alley? Alley? Yeah, Diagon Alley. Walking down there, I'm like, man, if I were like a diehard reader of the books, I would probably be crying. Preston. I would probably be so overcome with emotion about how it just came to life in front of my eyes. I saw. People, because you walk through the opening in the wall, yeah. the brick wall, I saw people start to cry as they came <laughs> through. And from all around the world, they're coming through and start instantly standing, and they won't even move. They're just looking up and start weeping because it is a complete transportation to that place. I got to get at some point. Yeah. I, I know I will. But, um, Steve, I wanted to ask you, because it's not your first time ever at a theme park, obviously. But no, it's your first I, time... I've been to all the, the California components, sure, so it's your first... never Orlando. But it's your first time in a while. Right. Uh, tell me, from somebody with a keen eye and uh, somebody who observes stuff as well as you do, the um, how much things have improved over the last time you went. So, astonishingly. I mean, and it, like I was pretty blown away years ago. I mean, you know, was after Back to the Future had opened up that ride, one of the first motion rides. Um, you, it was, it was pretty, it was over 20 years ago, 20 years ago. So, uh, at this point though, to the point, for example, the, um, the Harry Potter, I forget what the name of it is. It's the one where you're actually flying along in a Quidditch match. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the first ride that they built journey. That's awesome. So Nick, the actual thing that you're sitting in is it's a roller coaster, Okay, but also tilts you all the way back, tilts you all the way forward. And as you're moving through it, they have these 3d, the screens are just precision perfect where you 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 feel you feel you're flying through all this stuff and flying around hogwarts it's amazing steve i'll show you a photo that i have while we were the second time we rode that ride it uh it had a malfunction yeah and everything stopped and all the lights came on oh and i took i had my camera and i took pictures of (laughs) the thing it's not really a roller coaster which you're riding on it's you wouldn't believe what this contraption looks like it's this self-contained thing with like Four different articulating arms that moves you around. It's it's unbelievable. It's so that whole sensation is amazing. But again, to mix that with the movement, the three D, yeah. the, the yeah. virtual reality, all that stuff, the audio really, really immerses you. And the audio. Did you go in the the Transformers ride? Yes, I loved that. The Transformers ride is another one where, as you said, you're, you're going along and you're in whatever. For example. To put it in perspective, the Spider-Man ride, in which you are sure you have gone through 
vast uh, parts of the city and you've been flung through buildings and so on and so forth. The ride goes up and down a total of maybe seven inches. Mm -hmm. But to (laughs) you... You feel it, as if you're, you're you're hurtling through um, the the city. Yeah. That was one of Jace's favorites. That was like the reason I wanted to go to Universal <laughs> because he's so into Spider Man, and yeah. that ride is you, so cool. You know, it's funny, Kathy, because of you know Disney owns Marvel now, so so Universal has the deal for Marvel, right. but it's all Marvel. The comics, right. they can't have Marvel right. with mm. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron right. Man. They can't have. Um, you know any of the the movie things, so it's all straight comic representations. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I get so mad that we have to go to Florida for this. That like it seems like yeah. this stuff. You know, I mean, it, especially because it's indoors, we can have it here. You know, you can like there are warehouses and stuff like that where I, I don't know how much it would cost to build something like this. Well, weren't they talking about something just recently? We within the last year and year and a half, we were talking about something that was going to go in place. Out by where the studios are in Exton, right? Where were those studios? Oh, no. Aston. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Sun, was... Sun Studios. Yeah. You did talk about that. Yeah, there was a brief Something. mention of that. Because the land is available, and Casey's right. So, re- I walked around with modest sunblock on, yeah. and you're in... Side yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, I mean, did you go to uh, with with your tour, your VIP tour? Did you get to uh, eat lunch in like the restaurant with like the soft playing music? Yes, yes. <laughs> it oh. was like a whole different world. I couldn't believe I was still at a theme park. I'm like, what is this place? And they're all different levels. I mean, so for whatever you're looking for, even the express pass will will shave off a a, a ton of time if you're going to do it. If you're going to spend the money to go down there. As Preston said, you actually waste money if you go and only see three or four things because mm-hmm. expect wait times. Oh, big time. And- hey, so how was the, the Hagrid? That's That ride wasn't open when I was there. The, the Hagrid, it is one of the best roller coasters I've ever been wow. on. Wow. So That's you, the one where you're on the like the motorcycle, right? The, so yes. they, the bigger yeah. people, unfortunately, awesome. I'm a bigger person. My wife's smaller. They say, we recommend the larger people get on the motorcycle. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the motorcycle. <laughs> She's in the sidecar. But it's one of those, what do they call it, Preston, the in- inductive induction? You know, oh, yeah, 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 where they blast you where out they immediately. Blast you yeah. Out. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. you're coming around a corner. Linear induction. Linear induction. Yeah. Wham! <laughs> I mean, so you, and I'm holding on to the, uh, the handlebars, uh, and you just rock it down. Uh, it takes you around. You're going through the woods. You're going past Hagrid, and he's handling some sort of scorpion creature. Uh, and then you go, um, you go straight up, and then it takes you back at that speed for a little bit. They do all sorts of things where the actual track, you fall from one level to a level below. <laughs> I mean, oh, so this one's an, I'm sorry, this is an actual coaster. This is an actual yeah. coaster. Yeah, yeah. done. Yeah. And when you hit your straightaways, it just hauls. Nice. And uh, again, this is the one where you're looking at like three, three hour waits, but yeah, we, we managed to do it one. three times and it was uh, it was. You went amazing. on it three times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Good for dude. you. How about even the... I, Listen, I'm sorry we're just geeking out on this uh, universal thing, but if, if you've been, you understand. Uh, did, did The train, the Hogwarts Express, it's, the train ride. It's, it's so wonderful. Isn't it great? It's so wonderful. When they come walking by in the hallway, you're it, like, oh, Hermione's right there! <laughs> and outside the window on the, on the, on the, on the scenery side... Yeah. Is you're passing by all the areas and you're, you're pulling into, but you, the train pulls past Hogwarts and then you yeah. see, uh, you know, all the things you'd want to see. Yeah. And on the inside, you're seeing, so you see the, uh, um, the I, I call them the Mentos, but the Dementos, 
Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, Dementors, yeah. <laughs> so you see them coming on the window. Uh, not coming on the window. That's disgusting. They're coming by the window. <laughs> wow. And uh, they're that's traveling around. That's why we haven't done our show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, they come, They come. Uh, one of them comes around and obviously gains access to the train. And then you look into the hallway outside. Oh, no. And you see the silhouette. And you see the hand coming across. It's <laughs> wild, Nick. Man, I gotta you go. You gotta go. <laughs> oh, wait, so do you think that the amount of time that you were there was the right amount of time? Uh, we did two days. Okay. And, and so you do things that you may, you might have otherwise dismissed like the totally sweet Dr. Seuss tram, which is wonderful in the, in the Seuss village or the, um, you know, the, the regular roller coasters, even to the Dr. Doom, uh, you know, they raise you up and drop you. I forget what they classically call those. It's like lies. a free fall or something? Right. Yeah. But in this case, the altitude and the speed you go up is determined by the weight of the people on the ride. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they said they had uh, our, our uh, tour guide, whose name was uh, Deanna. She said that they, uh, they had a whole bunch of football players there. And the thing shot up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. super quick. But it's. It's just amazing. And they have all of uh, Springfield is there to Spring- go into Moe's and everything. And the, the Simpsons ride yeah. is great, isn't hilarious. It? Isn't it great? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and I, again, you're hearing my, my joy. Uh, I, was, I, I, I bought into it immediately. When I walked into the area where you sort of sign in, there is a, uh, a, a mat, a mat painting, which used to be very prevalent in special effects, where they would take, they'd have these artists who could do these very meticulous things. And it was it was a matte painting, and I knew it from the movie Earthquake. Mm-hmm. And I said, "That's from Earthquake. That's uh, that's Albert Whitlock did that painting." And and they look at me like, "Oh my God, <laughs> this, this guy's out of, here. out of his mind." Yeah. And um, and everything was that way, you yeah. know, to see the original cars from American Graffiti on just the movie side. Yeah, they had buildings and edifices that were part of the Godfather that mm-hmm. were situated there. Um, so. You, when you go there, you get the sense they're doing everything they can yeah. to give you a good and time. And they'll shoot some movies on that lot, on the the, the lots there, they, too. It, yes. Really? It, it yeah. started, basically, where Nickelodeon was, you know, yeah. all that mm-hmm. stuff was done there, and the studio expanded around it. Yeah, so they have, Casey, they have some downtown areas that are used for movie scenes. That they, they take Central Park? Well. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, it's pretty, okay. It's pretty damn amazing. I, I love... I love going to theme parks like that where they've where they've covered and Disney does it well too with the, covering all of the details these little bitty things that are just make you go oh my god that is so awesome it, it was uh, it was literally magical what I was amazed too Preston as so we stayed at one of the hotels on the uh, grounds of Universal whenever you go into the park when you get on a, a little boat a little you know f- a ferry passenger yeah. You had to be. You had to go through a metal detector at any point that you're you're going on to that that tremendous yeah, yeah, yeah. park facility. You have to pass through a metal metal detector, and there's security because there are a number of ways to tr- sort of freely get in there, and they want to head that off yeah. of the pass. So uh, we mentioned Nickelodeon and uh, theme parks in our area. There's going to be one in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, Nickelodeon. Called... Oh, it's, it's open. Part of it's, it's open, open okay. already. And it's called American Dream. And really? I guess, yeah, there's going to be, Kathy, as well as a, uh, there's going to be a water park attached to it, too. So... Yeah, the, there, I think there's um there there's indoor in there? ski there's indoor skiing yeah. that's opened. And I think, I'm pretty sure part of the water park is open. I passed it not that long ago. Um, so, and to that point, and to Casey's point, all indoors. Yeah. You could... So right. much of what you're experiencing and enjoying at Universal is indoors. There's no reason to not have it um, uh, available here. All right, hang on. Marissa just found this info. Uh, according to Washington Business Journal, this came out in March of last year, uh, Sun Center Studios has proposed a version of Universal Studios at its location in Aston. Mm. 
Um, the 90,000-square-foot indoor theme park would also feature an outdoor area with retailing, dining, live entertainment, water fountain shows as per an application field with the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development. Uh, it would also have a 175-key hotel and an underground parking garage. And maybe our own broadcast studio, since none of the other places will let us in there. <laughs> right. I think they'll let us in there. I just don't think our crew here has followed through enough to make yeah. that happen. No, I feel like it's the the uh, everything stops at Bill. I think uh, Bill Weston is the uh, he's the the stop sign he there because he doesn't think it'd be a good idea. Uh, it's coming from a man who doesn't like soup. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's, let's be All right, Captain here. Snark. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, it says $200 million Universal-style theme park in Aston. Now, this came out in March of last year, so I don't know where that's progressed since then. So, Well, I would say this, that uh, my my wife uh, and everyone who was along on the trip, it, it will get you. You you will yeah. go. You will have a good time. And it reminds you of that, that joy when you were... Going yeah. to amusement parks as a kid. Exactly. Yeah. I felt giddy and excited when yes. I took my family there, just as excited as my, my kids were. Hang on. So Brandon had an experience with the Dr. Doom ride that led him to a, a healthier path in life, Steve. Hey, oh. Brandon, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, bud. So what's what's this story you have? So last spring, I finally got to go on a family vacation to Universal Studios with my girlfriend and her family. Uh, big deal for me. Um, I we went. We were going through the rides. Uh, we were on a Doctor Doom ride. We purchased the Fast Pass yeah. for the day, which were incredibly expensive. I had no idea how expensive these were. Uh, we get there, and I weigh. I was weighing about 280, 285 pounds. I got kicked off the ride. They couldn't lock me in secure enough on the Doctor Doom ride, which is essentially like the Dominator at Dorney Park. And you can ride that, right? Yeah, I could ride that, but I couldn't ride the Doctor Doom ride, and it was so embarrassing. Oh, man. Well, I, it, you have to understand also, Brandon, that Doctor Doom's a plan to rule the world could have been placed in jeopardy by uh, <laughs> either situation. No, I know exactly what you're saying. They did clamp down, and they they are very specific about that I, I saw one or two people kicked off um rides there uh brandon that weren't necessarily obese just large and some of the rides are uh very unforgiving that's why they put those seats outside so you can test it to see if but, you're able to ride but brandon this inspired you yeah yeah i actually uh essentially once we came back i um i was still pretty de- i was actually i got pretty depressed about it Aww. um i did uh I freaking dr doom the, the keto diet. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, I lost about 70 pounds uh, wow. as of today. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, but uh, So I'm waiting to get back down there so good. I can show them that I can, I can fit on your ride. <laughs> I can fit on your damn ride. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, another reason why we should go down there. Thanks, Brandon. To take Brandon to down take as Brandon part of our success story. Yes. We'll work on that, Brandon, and <laughs> see if we can take you down there. Wow. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation sometime. Uh, yeah, I was too fat to fit on this, and it changed my life. I saw this woman. It was it was thrown off the uh, the uh, Harry Potter journey. You know, the the Quidditch ride. Um, Not thrown off. They didn't say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah creep." Uh, but they they sort of, you know, discreetly. They, it doesn't sorry, matter. Man. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. You can use all the soft words you want. Right. Deep down in your heart, and you know. You're yeah, too fat you're to go too on fat that ride. For this ride, yep. Uh-huh. Um, hang on, uh, Pat had a question about another uh, thing in Philadelphia. Hi, Pat. Good morning. 
Hey, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. No, it's all good, man. What's up? Uh, Listen, back way when Disney first started doing expansion besides the actual parks and they started doing uh, um, Animal Kingdom and all, they also did what they were designing for multiple cities called Disney Quest. Yes. And it was a multi-story building, and it actually had planned to build it on the waterfront in Philly at Penn's Landing. That was one of the five cities that was approved. And it was going to be a combination of, like, Dave and Buster-style um, arcade, but they're also going to have, like, the flight sim rides where, you know, the motion sensors and all that type stuff. And yeah. That, that was probably 12, 13 years ago that they had approved of it. And then when they changed the whole downtown uh, aspect in Florida, the Disney Quest wasn't doing as well as they expected to, so they changed it to uh, downtown Springs, which is now their big dis- uh, shopping center. Down yeah. Marissa just uh, handed me a, a, a news story on that, that apparently the they had opened up a couple of other locations, one in Chicago in particular, and it didn't do well. Uh, it cost 36 bucks to get in right. um, at that time. So now it would be like cost you like $60. And essentially they were saying it was a glamorized arcade and it, people just didn't respond well to it. But yeah, it was supposed to, they were supposed to open one here. Yeah, you... yeah there was supposed, it was supposed to be on Penn's Landing. They had all the designs for it. There was going to be a hotel with it and an underground parking garage. Same as you were saying for that place in Aston. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it fell through. The yeah. whole deal, though, Pat, is you 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 stick a few of those because we you can see them from the outside. You can see like the places that house these rides, like the the the, the Kong ride, and so it's it, it's this it's a, a warehouse. But if you have a a couple of acres that can accommodate that, uh, I think it would do well here. Yeah, I, th- I think it would do incredibly well because of the attraction of it's not a far ride for people from New York and for DC. Yeah, uh, and you know it's a centralized area. It's a very you know busy airport and all that to justify yeah. it. So All it right. wouldn't be it wouldn't be like it's out in Detroit in the middle of nowhere. Right. All right. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate hey, it. Thanks a lot, guys. Steve, I had a question for you. Did you take the back tour lot? Yeah. Um so or back lot tour, I should yeah. say. So they've changed that too, as you've noticed, where they, they drive you into these enclosures and they have these video screens that surround yeah. the, the tram that you're on. And they have now all this audio mounted on the tram itself. So, like, they have a Fast and Furious one. Yes, it's outrageous. It, it, it's, it's pretty Those amazing. Were just as cool, I and, thought. And did you on did, the tram ride? Did you? So, did you take the actual where he's 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 talking about family when Vin Diesel's talking about real part of all family? I forgot. <laughs> I love film. And uh, but to that point, even on that level, when they have the actors or they have it, they look like they're there. Like they're there with yeah. you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and. Uh, they take you on to the where, where the big plane crash was from War of the Worlds. I didn't and, see that. Oh yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty. Their their backlot tour has gotten a lot better too. So it's just awesome all the way around. Uh, hang on a second. Steve has a question for you. Steve, hi. Good morning, Steve. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Good. So we're planning on going down to this Harry Potter thing uh, to get my mom down there. She's a nut for it, and she's you know she's it's going to be seventy. So you know it was a big trip. Yep. But we're only going for one day. Like, we're flying down Friday, we're going Saturday, we're coming home. Is it, it sounds to me like it's going to be a waste of time because there's just too much to do and in in one day. I, I would, Harry Potter. I would, I would plan it out if you can get Express Pass or check into the other yeah, options yeah, that they yeah. offer because if you're going to do it and you want to do it right, the last thing you want to do, and that's, that's the mindset. I, I completely understand when people say, wow, is it, is it worth it? You know, um, spending it, but if you're if you're going to go and you have the the capability, and there are a lot of people. I mean, we're not. It wasn't you know like uh, 
you know, it wasn't Bill Gates sitting next to us in these things. It was just people who just ponied up a little. Yeah, hey, you're not. Steve, you, you can do the. You can do the parks, both parks, in one day, but not on your own. You'll have to do some sort of guide. Yeah, so Steve. Here, here's the deal. And the way I justified him, we did it too. It is expensive. Yeah, but you get. It, it, like I've said, it's going to take you three days of just paying the regular price ticket to get everything out of Universal. If you want to get everything out of it and you want to get it in one day, we did it in one day, oh. you, you look into their VIP experience. It's very expensive, but if you want to get the most out of the park, that's the way you, you got to do you it. But up- if you justify it of getting three days worth of entertainment out of one day, then maybe you won't well, feel so bad spending the ridiculous amount of money. Our main concern is the Harry Potter thing. If I can get the Harry Potter thing done... Then that's great, but you know I'm trying to swing everybody to go well, to Star Wars instead. But they want to do Harry Potter. But if whatever. you do it, you just got to start as early as you possibly can and run to the attractions. Don't and delay get on them right away. <laughs> yeah, and also get get Express Pass if you can. Yep. So we're gonna have a Jazzy. Is that gonna help? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, they the do. Governor off of it. Yeah. Actually, they do because <laughs> there are a lot of people in that park that I saw Steve over the uh, the time we were there that I'm sure could have probably run a marathon. But we're sitting in a jazzy scooter mm-hmm. to get a little extra accommodation. Good luck to you, Steve. Thanks. Thanks, man. Hang on. A couple other uh, calls of not being able to fit on rides, and we gotta we got a break. Yeah. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Steve J. What's up? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, man. What's your story, bud? Uh, well, years ago, I went to Six Flags with a few friends, tried to get on the Batman ride. Now, granted, I was like 360-ish at that point. <laughs> and, yeah, I couldn't fit in the fat man seat. So don't they – no, it's my understanding. I I think this was the case at Universal. Aren't there always a couple of cars – or at least a couple of seats that are set up to accommodate larger people. Well, that's what he said. He the said fat he couldn't man fit seat. in the fat guy seat. Oh, I, I didn't even realize they. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I, I made sure I was in whatever lane or whatever said for bigger guys. You know, not exactly bigger guys, but it's like, okay, here's the extra large seats or whatever, and I couldn't fit on that goddamn thing. Oh, man. So, did did that, did that motivate you? Uh, well, not then. I was... It hurt a lot. I was so mortified. But yeah. recently, I've been getting more and more fit. I'm pretty much in the best shape of my life now. Good. Nice. Good. Um, and I just can't afford to go back to Six Flags and make the Batman ride my bitch. Give <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, it a little time. I, yeah. I, for years now, I've been wanting to. It's like, ah. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't ridden a roller coaster in years. Well, mainly because the amusement parks are so expensive. And, yeah, yeah, you know, it's true. It's just, I want to make that one the first one, just to set it off again. <laughs> yeah, and I know, and that's that's why this this time going to Universal. And I've not been on away on vacation for quite a while. Hang in there. Uh, I just, you know, we just said we just listen. My wife and I didn't give each other, uh, you know, really a lot for Christmas or our Valentine. This was this was our this was our anniversary present to each other, and we went and did it. I'm going to go to Jeff, who is in Orlando right now, works at Universal. Hi, Jeff. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, gentlemen. Gadzooks, man. What do you do there? Uh, I work. I'm an actor. I work entertainment. Oh, you and, guys are great, by the way. Everybody putting on performances around the park was sensational. Yeah. What kind of oh, uh, that's awesome. What kind of characters do you portray? Uh, so um, I'm sure you're aware of the fact that we have to be a little bit delicate uh, in this. So, yes. So um, I, I will be hanging out with uh, the Green Goblin today, helping him with some of his villainy. Awesome. Oh, nice. Wow, that's cool. How long have you been working there, Jeff? Uh, my five-year anniversary comes up next month. Can you uh, can you give us an avenge me? An av- avenge me? Yeah. Uh, so so Goblin's voice is pretty intense. Just want to like warn, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. my speaker or whatever, just as a heads up. Oh, Spider-Man! So good to see 
you are ready to squash this little bug. Nice. Nice. Well done, Jeff. I have no idea if that got destroyed over a phone. No, it's fine. You heard it just fine. Um, Well, that's got to be a fun place to work, right? It is. And, Steve, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it because I just, I'm so proud of our parks. And I just, it just fills my heart with joy to hear how much you just enjoyed yourself. Honestly, and I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I would not embellish, you know, and and it is, it, I the, even the most resistant person will succumb to it because the, the genuine <laughs> eagerness to make you happy is evident. And that's why, I, and again, we're not being paid to say this. If only we were. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is it's something that everyone should do. When you're going to do it, though, you know, plan ahead to make sure that you maximize. There's so much to see that you don't want to miss. Yeah. Make sure you have a plan of attack. And get the park app, too. It helps. It will uh, It yeah. will guide you very, where very you want to go. It's real easy to use. That's cool, man. Listen, Jeff, someday we got to come down there and broadcast live. That happens. You know, gentlemen uh, and, and, and ladies, of course, too, I, uh, I heard your, your plights and your concerns about this, uh, this radio thing. <laughs> and I, I'll let you know, I've walked past it multiple times. Uh, I am not going to promise a single thing, but I, I, I know some people. I'll see what I can do. All right, All right. man. Email it. us, okay, Jeff? Okay, we'll do. Thanks, yes. bud. Take care. Come on, right, Steve. Did you do the or did you see the superhero parade where they come out in the cars? It's awesome. It's so cool. And the, and the superheroes are the um, a lot of the female superheroes are very hot, as mm-hmm. you would imagine. But they're, and they're and they're designed after the comic book versions. Yep. So uh, it's all it's all very cool. But uh, to see a kid, everybody, I don't care what age you are, to see these people there. Oh my God! When my wife saw saw uh, um, who was it? The SpongeBob. Yeah. She freaked the hell out. <laughs> oh yeah. When we when we showed up, it was early. It was it was still people were filing in, and we ran into uh, we ran into the Scooby Doo crew. That's awesome. We Shaggy and oh, yeah, Scooby yeah. and Velma, and we all had a big group hug. And dude, I was so excited. I was so happy. Do you know what was actually a lot of fun is Jimmy Fallon's City Ride. Yeah, the the Tonight Show yeah. ride. So you that you, was cool. You race through out of Thirty Rock through the city, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's done with a bit of comedy, and and uh, it's fun. One last thing, because we got to wrap up. It's the oldest ride in the park. Did you go on the ET ride? I did. Isn't that it fun? Awesome. Really? And the ETs. And here, the best part of ET is where you. By the way, you realize he comes from a planet of idiots because when <laughs> when they're on when you go, there's a bunch of things there, animals and creatures that are I, cute. No technology whatsoever. They're they're eating their own poop. But the when you pass out over the yeah. the cityscape, which is a miniature, yeah, it's it awesome. feels like you're flying. Yeah, and then ET as you're like, goodbye, Brett. Goodbye, Preston. Goodbye, Michelle. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, you put your names in there when yeah, you were yeah, uh, yeah. okay. I just thought being on the bike and, and it's, going it's through wonderful. it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, nice, good. I'm glad it was a successful trip, Steve. Yes, and we're thank happy you. You got away and got to go to that. That's awesome. Thanks for the recap. All right, listen, we gotta take a break. Oh, and by the way, Casper. Texting, who's the guy who kicked this whole conversation yes. off, who ran into you. He was a great guy. And congratulations, Casper. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. When we return, we have the Bizarre File and an announcement about a Preston and Steve event that you might mm. be able to be a part of. And we got a couple of friends stopping by. There's a lot going on. We'll be back in a moment. Join Marissa Magnata from the Preston and Steve Show Thursday from 7 to 9 for the PJ's Cardboard Classic Kickoff Party at PJ Wellahan's Newtown Square, 4803 Westchester Pike. Enter to win a Cardboard Classic VIP experience, four lift tickets, four VIP passes for the special viewing area for the Classic, 
and an overnight hotel stay for four at Split Rock Resort the night before the event. Join Brent Porsche Friday from 6 to 8 at KC's Drexel Hill, 812 Lansdowne Avenue for Pacifico Official Cardboard Classic Pre-Party. Enjoy $3 Pacifico dress and register to win a Pacifico VIP Cardboard Classic experience. Click events at WMMR.com for complete details. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. A random text that came over. It says, uh, hey, I saw Kathy over the weekend at a funeral, and I just want to truly say she does not age. She looks so young. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Is anything good good to take from a funeral? I guess (laughs) it's that. that. Yeah, that Kathy, you don't age. I am rocking this funeral. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. That's very nice. Um, we should do the Bizarre File. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. JFBB is open for a winter full of snow and fun. Save big when you purchase lift tickets in advance at JFBB.com. JFBB, where the snow comes first. All right, follow-up story and a pretty twisted one. You may remember this. A cannibal who murdered his grinder date before eating his testicles has been found unresponsive in his cell after barely eating since his arrest in December. I wonder what spoiled his appetite. Once you've had balls. Yeah. Uh, Mark Litsunsky, or Litunsky, uh, was found in his shell, uh, it's not his shell, his cell at Shiawassee County Jail in Michigan around 5 p.m. Tuesday. It's unclear what caused him to pass out, but deputies were able to revive him with smelling salts. They then took him to the hospital as a precaution. Sheriff Brian Begol said that uh, Latinsky's uh, food intake has been down since Friday, but not to the point where we'd call it a hunger strike. But in previous reports, the sheriff said he hadn't eaten since he was booked in December. Uh, Latinsky, former chemist, con- uh, chemist, confessed to killing 25-year-old hairstylist Kevin Bacon, if you yes, recall. Yes, I do remember that. And then eating his testicles on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's kind of magical. He has not yet had his court date, but a judge had accepted an insanity plea. Uh, in January, a judge ordered a mental health assessment to determine... Oh, he's crazy, I would say. ...if he was fit to stand trial, and it's unclear why he had re- been refusing to eat. We have a gentleman here who ate his date's testicles, and we want to find out if he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, an Oregon City man who retaliated against drivers that he deemed discourteous by intentionally tossing roofing nails from his car onto busy streets dozens of times was sentenced to 30 days in jail. Brett Michael Wilson, 57 years old, pleaded guilty last month to criminal mischief. The judge also ordered Wilson to, uh, who police had dubbed the nighttime nailer, to pay more than $2,000 in restitution and undergo a mental health evaluation. I wonder if they have little divisions within each precinct that's charged with naming these different things, like nighttime nailer. uh, The prosecutor said he was a menace to Oregon City for years. Police documented dozens of cases in which cars were damaged by nails in the road. How how much damage was uh, caused, did they estimate? Uh, no, not much. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot. Authorities finally arrested Wilson in October after officer, officers who were on the hunt for the nighttime nailer saw him chuck fistfuls of nails from his car as he drove along before dawn. What a bastard. After he was nabbed, the suspect copped to scattering the metal spikes numerous times before. Yeah, his, I did it and i do it again. His early morning ritual, always done before sunrise as to avoid detection, was in response to drivers he felt were rude or had slighted him. It's the oh. best part of waking up. Uh, it was his form of anger management, and it made him feel better. The man also told police that he would buy forty dollars, uh, forty dollar buckets of nails at Home Depot to cover his tracks. 
Often, Wilson would go through three buckets of nails in a few months. He called it, quote, random acts of kindness. Aww. And so, meanwhile, you know, maybe he got the person he was going after, but several other people of course. would get flat tires, too. Well, there's always collateral damage. Of course, yes. Uh, this is messed up. A skier appears to have suffocated to death at a Colorado resort after he fell through an opening in a chairlift seat and became caught with his coat wrapped around his head and oh neck. My. Oh, God. Man. From New Jersey, too. Jason Varnish of Short Hills died of positional asphyxia at Vail Mountain's uh, Blue Sky Basin area. Uh, the death has been ruled an accident, but authorities are still investigating how it happened. An initial investigation found the chairlift's folding seat was upright instead of in the down position, leaving a gap. Varnish's coat became caught in the chair when he slipped through the gap. Uh, the coat ended up going around his head and neck area, putting his neck oh. in a position that compromised his airway. A uh, Blue Sky Basin was closed for about 24 hours after the accident. They're obviously investigating that. So, wow. Don't you uh, assume that they're always under watch when you know it's a long i know way it's a up. long way up um i mean yeah there there are long stretches steve where it's you're just going over areas where there's either you know one or two skiers and it's just you know they take you way up there yeah, so I, I don't i don't know the don't story know. on that particular one uh, a woman and her 16-year-old daughter were arrested friday after deputies in washington said she posed as a newborn photographer and drugged a mother Oh, my God. The woman was planning to steal the newborn baby to raise as her own. Oh, oh, wow. They also believe there may have been other victims who have not come forward. Juliet Parker, Juliet Knoll, or Juliet Gaines are who they are looking for, or, or who they were looking for. Uh, a woman uh, called 911 after she suddenly began feeling numbness and drowsiness and was vomiting. I don't feel so good. Uh, the woman told firefighters she <laughs> thought she was drugged. After seeking further treatment in the hospital, the victim contacted the sheriff's department to file a police report. The victim told deputies... But she believed she was drugged by a woman who had come to her house posing as a photographer. The victim reported that she had met the suspect through a post on a newborn baby group on Facebook where the suspect had advertised free photos of newborn babies so she could ah. uh, the suspect could build her portfolio. It said free, but we get to keep your baby. Investigators said the suspect came to the victim's residence three times, photographed the woman's newborn, was observed taking cell phone selfies with the victim's baby and was seen wiping her fingerprints off of items that she touched inside the victim's home. Oh, man. In the third incident, the suspect and the suspect's teenage daughter gave the victim a cupcake to eat. The victim reported feeling numb and drowsy immediately after eating the cupcake. The victim told the suspect that her daughter uh, told her daughter to leave the home. And after they left, the suspect noticed that the suspect had stolen her house keys. Uh, So those two were arrested Friday afternoon, so they got him. How terrifying is that? Do you have a rag so I can wipe my fingerprints off everything? Wow, man. All right, and there you go. We're going to end the bizarre file right there. All right, so am I announcing this? Yeah. Yeah. We are excited. We have an event coming up with the Preston and Steve show. I'll give you the date on this. It is going to be next Tuesday, so it's a quick turnaround. And this is a Preston and Steve sorority night at the Flyers game. Yes. This is the first ever for the Preston and Steve sorority, Zeta Eta Pi. We're taking you to a sporting event, and we're going to have a damn good time. And the Flyers have given us our own whole area to hang out in. Yeah. Yeah. So It's uh, very magical. 
Yeah, Nick, this is that, uh, what is the name of the area that we're going to be in? The assembly room. And uh, listen, I'm pretty jaded and cynical when it comes to building renovations and new things, but I got a tour of the assembly room at the beginning of the season. It's all the way upstairs. It's where the balcony suites used to be. So we, we've had a few events up there yes. where, where those suites were, which were great. Um, and this They opened up all of those rooms. They knocked down all the walls, and they did an amazing job up there. There's great sight lines. You can look over the balcony and look down and see everything that's happening on the ice. They have a lot of bars. They have fireplaces. They have really comfortable chairs. So I'm really excited to have you guys see it as well. I look forward to it. It's a cool spot. Now, it's ladies only. It's ladies only. So you and a guest will be able to join us. We're going to take the first five callers right now. Next Tuesday, do not call if you can't go. 215-263-WMMR. It's a standing room only area. Yes. Uh, but it's uh, you know it's real casual, and you hang out and socialize, have a good time, watch the game. Uh, we'll you know I'm sure we're gonna have refreshments and all that stuff taken care of. I'll uh, make s'mores. Yeah. So and- let's get you on board. Two one five two six three WMMR. Ladies only to call, and you can only bring a lady with you, right? Correct. Okay. So your guest has to be female as well. It's just for us girls. Yeah. Come on, Come it's on, what ladies. our sorority is all about. So. Let's get you on board, and we'll get details on uh, more invites. But it's next Tuesday, so quick. we got to do a lot of giveaways today, tomorrow, and Monday, and then a handful on Tuesday as well. So there you go. Good luck as you call in. Casey, you wanted to say something? Oh, yeah. Um, so just a quick little public service announcement, um, and I'm not doing this uh, at, at all for any sort of accolades or anything like that, but I'm celebrating eight day, or eight, <laughs> eight years sober today, yeah. and uh, I wanted to bring it up and just let the listeners know that, yeah, I'm living a, a sober life, and I have been for the last, hey, let me hit that button, sorry, <laughs> uh, for the last eight years. I didn't actually come public with it until last year, and I finally realized that, like, uh, Maybe I could actually do some good with this. So my my message out there to anybody listening that is struggling with substance abuse, um, there's help out there that you you do have the strength. You, you if you want, you can quit, right? And you can get sober and stay sober. And you know, I'm a testament to that. I've heard you say it before. Uh, other people have done it. You can do it. Yep. What one man can do, another can do. Yeah. And uh, so when I, I made that announcement last year. Um, it's sort of paid in, in dividends. I've received emails and messages and, and all sorts it's of... It's got to make you feel good. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Helping to affect people's lives in a positive way. So there, there's an old saying that goes, you keep what you have by giving it away. So yep. so currently I'm, 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 I'm giving it away. So yeah. I'm keeping you, all my Batman if, if you, um... <laughs> Uh, if you if you need some help or guidance or whatever, I'm here for you. So you know, Casey Boy at WMMR.com is my email. Um, I'd love to be able to do whatever I can for you. Yep. Congratulations. I know you don't you. want this, but yes, yes. Listen, it's a big deal. It it's is a big, big deal. deal. I, I you know I don't want to you know. Uh, Every day is a big deal, but when you hit these milestones, these absolutely. Yeah. You know my brother, so you know, and I, you, you've talked with to my brother, who's yep. uh, likewise and, and been sober for many years now, and, and uh, it, it changed uh, his life. He considers that that day of sobriety his his real birthday now, and and uh, yeah. so for you to hit this milestone does deserve some recognition, and the fact that you're reaching out, and I know you don't want the accolades, but to help other people is yeah. a, a way to honor what you've been able to achieve. Yeah, and it's weird because you know so much, you know, at least up until eight years. ago, go so much of my identity at that point was i was a party guy yeah you know what yeah. i mean i was a, you know i was a, always always down for for a good time and you know so i think as especially in the beginning it was it was tough for me to sort of shake that it was what part i gotta of, do it, now right? it was part of who i was yeah, yeah. and um it, it wasn't what i wanted uh you know essentially and so you know early on it, it was um you know, it's it's a it's very very simple, but it's not always easy. 
right? right. So it's just, it's just simple as you don't you don't pick up, you don't drink, you know what I mean? But uh, it's it's not always as easy as it sounds. I'm glad you finally opened up about this because we we've known about it since yeah. the beginning, and we've yep. sat on this news for seven years. And uh, I think uh, and, and listen, it's your own personal business; you do with it what you will. But I'm I'm happy you're doing that. So I appreciate that, it, and it's very and I understand this is a very private thing, especially early on. And you know, so I had uh, somebody reach out to me not that long ago who. Uh, you know, their their loved one was was uh, going away to a, a rehab center, and they wanted me to reach out to this person. And I said, I need you to get permission from that person in order for me to reach out because this person may not want me to. You know? right. I mean, it's it's it especially in the beginning, it's it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, and and it's personal. And like, you know, there's other people in my my life that uh, you know may or may not want to. Be associated with you know that news or whatever. Right? So, do they call uh, this day something? Is it like? Is it a birthday? Is it? A... Some people do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a rebirth because you know uh, I was thinking of this last night. You know, because eight years ago last night wasn't a happy time. Actually, eight years ago today wasn't like super duper happy. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's 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 a you know your first day of sobriety. You know, for a lot of people can be a real really sad and, and dark time. Um, but, you know, eight years, one year, 30 days, whatever later, you can, you know, sort of celebrate where you are and not where you were, you know? Yeah. So. It's, it's wonderful. It's amazing. Uh, very proud of you. Yep. Congratulations, Appreciate buddy. It. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we are scheduled to have uh, Ali Sadiq here, who's going to be a punchline. And then later on, our buddy Don Jameson is stopping in. So we got a lot to go, friends. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Yes, yes, yes. We saved a couple seats at the Preston and Steve Sorority Night at the Flyers game just for podcasters. If you would like to enter to win those tickets, email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com. Remember, this is ladies only. Good luck. Thanks, Kath. Real quick, a butt plug, if you don't mind. I haven't done the uh, the butt plug in a little while, so have the sound effect ready, if okay. you will. Pop one in and let's get going. You don't uh, want the song, right? You just want the sound effect? You want to do the song? Yeah, we haven't done the song in a long time. I'm sorry that you're going to have to search for that, Casey. But uh, there's an event coming up, and it's actually today. I would have gotten to it sooner, but we were off uh, the last several days. So uh, I figured now would be a good time to go ahead and do it. So, Casey, if you would, a little musical accompaniment. Thank you. I haven't heard this in a while. Max did this for us. Butt plug, butt plug, butt plug, butt plug. Here's some butt plugs loaded up with deets and info, man. Charities can email us and we'll do what we can with a butt plug, butt plug, butt plug, butt plug. Yay! All right, uh, there's an event today called Puppies and Patriots. I like it already. I know you do. (laughs) Evil Genius Beer Company on North Front Street in Philly, and it is for Team Foster. And they partner service dogs with veterans in the greater Philadelphia and mid-Atlantic region. And it is in the spirit and sacrifice of Captain Eric Foster, who was killed in action in 2007. Uh, So they do this and they need support. Obviously, they continue to support uh, Captain Foster's mission by going a little farther and giving a little more to support our servicemen and women. Uh, The event will have live music, a stilt walker. A puppy kissing booth, silent auction, raffles, and more. So that is taking place today, and that will be at Evil Genius Beer Company, uh, 1727 North Front Street in Philadelphia. I don't have the time on here, but the information is at uh, WMMR.com. So Uh, 530 to 830. Right. right. Excellent. Nice. 
Um, I have, this is not a butt plug, but this is a bit of an announcement. An anal bead? Oh. It could be an <laughs> anal bead. No, it's unfortunate news. No. Uh, I don't like unfortunate news. Well, it's it's not crazy sad, but, um, so, uh, my band, Saint, you'll have to have the, the sound effect ready to <sighs> go, Casey. Uh, my band, Saint, uh, has a gig this weekend, and we're headed to Delco. Yeah! Woo! Be careful. This will be our first Delco gig at uh, at JT Brewski's. And it's on uh, Saturday night, so come out and see it if you can, because if you want to see me play drums with the band, this is going to be one of your last what? chances. I have had, I have had to... Tenure my resignation as the drummer. You're breaking they kick the you out? Saint. No. <laughs> band, he was breaking it up. Oh, he's, you're, oh you're Yoko. Uh, I had to quit. Uh, I know why. It's because of it's doing too much damage. You're too good for the band. You no. have class. The, no, no. <clears throat> no, it's doing too much damage to my hearing. Uh, so it, it's something that I was hoping that I would be able to avoid. Uh, I've had, uh, you know, I have some hearing loss and I have tinnitus. and um, Which is, for people who don't know, is a very persistent, annoying thing. Yes. And if what, it you, gets, what is it? Ah, it's a Rolling Stones, The Last Time. Well, oh, you're known okay. as a Rolling Stones cover band. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so it's a it's a constant issue that I'll have forever. You know, hearing damage is permanent. Yeah. And so that's something that I'm trying to be smart about, and I did all the right things, I thought, as far as, you know, having the proper equipment, electronic drums, and in-ear monitors, and stuff like that, and, and they work to some extent. They do great. Uh, but the whole bar atmosphere and the whole rock band right. thing, it's too loud. I went and got my hearing checked out, and I've done a little more damage to it. So, you know what? You want to hedge it off the past? And you said around the house you were having issues. Where you Say that again? Yeah, and- hearing my daughter. I'm having people yeah. repeat themselves constantly, and there's some things like the, you know, the, the, the timer on our oven. Uh, for t- somebody will go, Dad. Whatever you got in the oven's been done for oh, a while. So, so that um, I don't hear it. That yeah. pitch is not uh, at all. Wow. Yeah, so You're done unless, with burning unless fritters. Unless I'm right next mm-hmm. to it, you know, then I yeah. can hear it. So, uh, so that has happened. So, if you want to see me and Saint come out this Saturday to JT Brewski's, this what? needs to be chronicled yeah. all the last walls. Yeah, you think <laughs> so? I have like a uh, a full documentary come out? <laughs> yeah, you know, you went backstage. Well, when we first started with the band. It was, it was a release, you know, something spoke to me. There will be one more gig. It's coming up in March. It's a charity event, and I'll have details about that a little bit down the road. But that's going to be the last one in March. We'll call it the second to last waltz. Yeah. Okay, for at JT Bruce. <laughs> what time do you take the stage on Saturday? 8.30. Okay. 8.30-ish, somewhere right. around that time. Are you planning some big drum? Re- you got to do an extended <laughs> drum solo. I already do an extended drum solo. I, I know. So, do uh, it twice as long. No, no. Can you wait? Because I, I can't get there until a little Can bit later wait? on. Well, I can't get can there you push until back a little the show? bit. No, I'm not asking. We're playing that. until like twelve. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That's what I'm so. asking. Like, so I I have to run the soundboard for my uh, my kids play, and so that'll be over at. Le- I'll be able to get out of there by like maybe nine or so. Okay. So if you cannot do your drum solo until after <laughs> nine thirty, I would appreciate that. After nine thirty, the solo it's yeah. in the first set. So oh. God damn it! Sorry. Uh, but anyway, yeah, man, it was it was something I wrestled with, and I, I really didn't want to do, and I was really beating myself over up uh, up over because I don't want to disappoint the guys in the band either. Are they, because... yeah, are they disappointed? No, well, they're, yeah, they're they... thrilled. They're thrilled actually. <laughs> Can't wait to get rid of them. <laughs> no, they 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 got to find another drummer yeah. if they want to find another drummer. Now I don't know if they want to continue on or not. I may have just destroyed the band. Yeah, that's what I. That's well, what I'm thinking you broke up the whole band. If you're the Beatles, you go on after Paul McCartney leaves. No, no. Do you... Yeah, you could get by without Ringo though. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was tough to come to the decision. I feel really bad that I that I have to let those guys down. But I got to think about my long term. You know, listen, you know, it's only going to get worse as I age. Yeah. Even if I didn't continue to do something like this, so why? Make it that much quicker. You don't want to exacerbate it. You make your living a, on the radio where you have to hear what's going on. You got to use, hair, gotta headphones use headphones. Here. And uh, I've actually brought the levels down as low as I think I possibly can right. with my headphones. Right. So yeah. I'm trying to protect myself here. So, JT Brewski's. So, uh, and this says, by the way, JT's will be mobbed. Don't park in Giant. You will get towed. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, there you go. Good it's tip. A, okay. yeah, it is a good tip because it's a limited lot. Uh, there's, it's not a huge parking lot, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people there. That will be part of the documentary. Yeah, there's mm. a septa station right there, so take the train. Somebody says, has he gotten his ears cleaned out? My husband thought he was losing his hearing and had serious tinnitus, but turned out he had impacted earwax. I've been checked and checked and double-checked and rechecked. Yes. I oh, mean, you went last week, right? Or I, had, just went, I went last Friday. Right. Yeah, so, Wait, and did, I've they, been did you ever get that wax thing done? Uh, I've had it, my ears cleaned out before, yeah, like where they shoot the water in yeah, there and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. It is. In fact, wild. years ago, before I even got diagnosed with tinnitus, they were like, well, let's do this first and make sure that's not the problem. So <clears throat> so anyway, I'm leaving the band. It sucks. Solo? Uh, I'm so- well, you know what I can do? <laughs> what? Is I can still play my electronic drums. I just, I just bring the volume way, way down. And I might just, um, you know, post some videos of me jamming. Are you that, loving that? Is that, that fulfilling? Will, that may satisfy me in a performance sense because I have a sizable social media following. And yes. I get feedback from that. And it feels good. It's not the same as performing live in front of people. But it's a nice replacement. So I think I'm going to start doing more uh, more drumming videos. I just put, for fun. Put cardboard cutouts of the band you'd want to be in around you. That's a pretty good idea. That, like, you, you can be... I mean, I hate to say it, but Neil, it, yeah, I why don't you Neil. meet Neil Peart to the cardboard yeah. cutouts of uh, of uh, the rest of Rush? Yeah, so. yeah. All right, but anyway, so JT Brewski's Saturday. All right, one of your last chances you to get out. Do what you got to do and see Saint. All right, so uh, I wanted to wish a happy birthday today or belated, actually. Two when was ago. it? Two days ago. Oh, it was two days. I thought today was his birthday. No, nah, I, I messed up when I said that. Okay, February 18th was the birthday of a gentleman who came by and just won us over. His name is Roland Scarinci. Yeah. And we he was just on the Love You, Hate You line. He's great. Uh, he's 97 years old. 97. And he was the uh, World War II vet who came by to play the harmonica last spring. It was in March of last year. Wore his uniform, mm-hmm. and it still fits like a glove. His dress blues. That yeah. guy's in phenomenal shape for 97 years we old. We should all be so lucky. Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. We, we actually replayed that segment um, earlier this week when we were off. Marissa reminded me that his birthday was coming up, so that's why we, uh, we rescheduled played, that. We yeah. played that on Monday. His birthday mm-hmm. was on Tuesday, and then uh, o- Okinawa anniversary was yesterday. yesterday. So there were three anniversaries in a row involving Roland this week, which is really cool. It's a nice little... Uh, of synchronicity. And yeah. he's playing with his band at JT Brewski's this weekend, Preston. Wow. Well, then we've got to jam together. Uh, he was assigned to the 1st Marine Division stationed in the Pacific Theater in the Solomon Islands and participated in the invasion of Okinawa. And he's still just a happy guy and loves life. Uh, and the audience fell in love with him, and uh, rightfully so. Just uh, amazing. Yep. So that's really cool. So we want to wish him a very, very happy birthday. Um, you know what? I guess I could probably go through a little bit of uh, junk tour items. Ooh. Now that we have some found time. That I came across. Yeah. Little little uh, schedule shift yeah. took place. Ali Sadiq is not going to be by here today. So, <clears throat> uh, so you know, we've talked about uh, San Francisco and the ongoing poop City problem. City of poop. Yeah, that they have. Loving the poop. 
Well, apparently statistics estimate there are 36,000 people homeless in Los Angeles, and the city isn't providing bathrooms to most of them. Why would you? Tons of human waste landing on the city streets are creating an urgent public health threat. You mean because all of the poop? All the poop and pee. I love the poop and pee. In Los Angeles. So that's city by the bay. Maybe No, that's a different city. That's city of the, Lights. That's... What's the Paris? The city never Home of the Taj Mahal. <laughs> That's in India. Love that Roman Coliseum. Uh, the Windy City. Chicago. Which one is it? That's Chicago. The Empire State. New York. New York? All right. You're Crescent off. City. I'll get there soon. Mm. Uh, no, what is it? The LA's City of Angels. Yes. That's the one. There you go. Yeah. Come on, man. Get your facts straight. Uh, I had, we had a, a few guests who were in last week from, from California, and I was just talking to some of them in the green room. And Preston, they were talking about um, the, how bad this homeless problem has gotten in Los Angeles. And it, it was really interesting to hear because th- they were speaking from a human perspective. Like, this is – you you want to reach out. You want to help these you people. Do. You do. You feel bad for them, Tony. But you need to even poop. But, uh, but it's also become <laughs> – Challenging to the every, everyday life, like you're walking outside and running into people, and there are aggressive vagrants as well. It's, That's it's, crazy. Well, Nick, yeah. at, at the bad. at the Christmas miracle, there was a couple there that had that were uh, in from San Francisco, and they are moving back here. They, they just before leaving, their car had been broken into. Yeah, they have. I think it is now. It's it's gone up by like seventy percent car break ins. Um, quality of life crimes. They do not. They no longer arrest or stop or ask. You can defecate openly oh, and, and and needles all over the place. It is a disaster. And that Skid Row uh, city. I mean, it's called Skid Row, but it, it's it's a evol- city full of Skid Row. Now. And it's it's in Center City, Los Angeles. Like it's in downtown L.A. And like Skid marks. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- was that a when it was named that was Skid Row not a term for a bad area? Did it become I don't know. that I don't later? I've always known it to be a bad area. But I mean, why would you name a place Skid Row if it already had a bad connotation to it? Is that actually the name of it? No. Or is it just a nickname? Uh, it's a nickname. <clears throat> There's no actual Skid Row in the it. area. Is also known as Central City East. But right. Skid Row is a neighborhood in downtown Los Angeles. I don't know which came first, though, if it was Skid Row Los Angeles or Skid Row the term. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I guess we'll never know. Uh, yeah, so in one act caught on camera, a homeless man is seen walking up on South Hope Street. He unbuckles his belt, walks over to the front door of a business, pulls down his pants, and defecates on the doormat oh my God. in broad daylight. Uh, Maria Genosi, who works in the building where that took place, said, we are not in a third world country. Wow. Uh, next to a West Los Angeles homeless encampment, a man uh, peed on a cop car. Uh, the public restrooms won't let us go into the bathroom because we're homeless, said Jennifer, who lives in an encampment under the 101 freeway in Hollywood. Uh, when asked where the homeless at her encampment go to the bathroom, she said, in bottles, on the side of buildings, right here on the curb. It's now with that comes a whole host of third world diseases that are making their uh, comeback here in the in the United States, and it's horrifying. As far back as 2012, the L.A. County Health Department warned that piles of feces and urine on the, you're making me homesick <laughs> on the sidewalks posed an immediate threat to public health. Uh, last year, a city of L.A. report said the shortage of public restrooms for the homeless was a leading cause of hepatitis A there outbreak. And what happens also, Preston, is you have the, the, these this raw sewage, this human waste that washes into the uh, sewage system and goes right out into the uh, yeah. into the uh, ocean. Yep, and that's causing all sorts of issues. It's it's a nightmare. Yeah, I it's don't, crazy, isn't it? 
I don't really see it much. Now, I'm not in the city that often in Philadelphia, but I have walked into, you know, like a vestibule before and gone, wow, somebody just peed in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Were yep. you there to take a dump? Yep. Uh, no. Oh. I didn't see anybody. No, that smell, that uh, that acidic smell of piss yeah. is just... There, who was the guy who was the... Um, <sighs> The, the reporter for the Daily News. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like Dr. Stink or something right, right. like that. And, and it was, it was, way back when. He was reporting on, on these areas, and that was a few years ago when it yeah. was just starting. If you remember yeah. not that long ago, uh, our one urinal in the men's room was broken, and that yeah. stunk up the entire Holy crap. bathroom. Yes. So, so take that on a... Uh, yeah. On a massive scale, but like yeah. I, I don't know what the um, what the answer is to this. I really don't because don't I'm, poop. Well, I mean they have to go somewhere, I know. right? But you know, if you create you know public restroom areas that are specifically meant for homeless people or whatever, it, it also it, now you're inviting drug use into these areas. Yeah, yeah. What what yeah. happens is is that there's there's also a lot of issues with people who are dealing with mental illness mm-hmm. issues. Yes. And, that too. And, and so in an effort to allow people their liberty, it's also everything has everything comes at a cost. And with that you have people who should not who should be being uh, cared for. Cared for. And yeah. when you when you don't give any impetus to get clean when all you're doing is sort of enabling this it's going to exacerbate the issue now that now i've i've you know i've i've watched a lot on this i've read a lot on this and there's all different sorts of things but a lot of times things that are done in an effort to to help people can cause a greater problem and that's what you're dealing with unfortunately it's not black and white it's complicated no, it and is very another, complicated there, and there are several things in this world that are complicated that you can just say hey why don't we just do this and it's there not, is no why don't we just do this? That easy. There are things that can be done, and hopefully they they yes. will be done. But you you cannot allow huge encampments of this nature. Yeah. To to I mean, like you say, you have people who have mental health problems, but then there are some of those mental health people that with those problems that don't want help. The last thing they want is help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what you're fighting. Cycle. I mean, there yeah. there there there's people who don't want to go into the shelter system yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. There was that Richard Gere movie we had him in here to talk yeah, about, about a guy right. who was refusing to do that. Well, and they're so, the shelters are so overrun. I mean, there's there's extended wait times just to get a bed. Yeah. Life on Skid Row. Skid Row. Remember this from Little <laughs> oh Shop of Horrors? Yep. Yes, you go. Downtown. Where the camps don't stop. They lived in Skid Row. All right, anyway. So uh, locally, Project Home actually has a hub of home, and that is Sister Mary. Yeah, so that's where homeless can go to the restroom, take a shower, do your laundry, and, uh, you know, so, all right, well, we know about this because, you know, we have access to the internet and all that other sort of stuff. I don't know how that message gets to, you know, people that are living There are people who go out and spread the word, but especially a lot of times people don't, they they don't want to do that. Right. All right, uh, something less smelly. Something less smelly. Reach it into the drawer there. Into the junk drawer. Yes, thank you, Tony. University of British Columbia researchers found participants who were exposed to their partner's scent overnight experienced better quality sleep even though their partner was not physically present. Meaning you should smell your partner's clothes 
uh, before you go to bed. So when I, before my wife and I, as do you, Preston, we sleep in separate bedrooms. Before I go to sleep, I will fart under her sheets. <laughs> so that she, has, oh she has a Dutch oven at the ready. You are so yeah. adorable. Good because I, it does, and she sleeps like a lamb. <laughs> you're, just, you're caring. Yeah. yeah. And how many years? And marriage? I mean, I'll crack off a long yeah. life. Yeah. Because you love her. Yeah. Uh, how long have you guys been married? Your anniversary was on Friday. So we were married in 1997. Okay, so yeah. take note, people, if you yeah. want a long, happy Had marriage. A long, happy marriage, yeah. fart in their bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the inc- I highly recommend. The <laughs> it all comes back to San Francisco, in the fa- city of lights. Uh, the- <laughs> no. No? We've been down this road. <laughs> The increase in sleep quality experienced by people who sniffed a shirt their partner had worn was similar was similar to the increase the cape in of good hope. And uh, that's actually the Cape of Good Hope. <laughs> if if they sniffed their partner's shirt uh, that they had worn, it was similar to the increase in sleep quality people get from taking oral melatonin supplements. Which are often used as a sleep aid. Uh, I wonder. So, uh, do do um, olfactory uh, like uh, devices? My wife has some that uh, she'll. It's like a little vapor thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and when she goes to sleep next on yeah, the nightstand, yeah. and, and it sort of um, soothes her. It's like oh, a, Rochelle like, loves yes. those. the oils. Right? I yeah. hate them. You probably hate them, right? Oh yeah, no, I would never put that in my house. Yeah, no, she, I, she just hits her bong before she goes. <laughs> yeah, uh, she'll put on the, you know like these lemons and stuff. And listen, I understand it smells nice, but after a while, it's like it gets it's to a my, lot. Yeah. my sinuses and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, you got to turn that off. Have you guys ever used any types of uh, sleep aids? Because last night, and this is not a real complaint because we we had a few days off, but I could not fall asleep last night because I had adjusted to our normal normal person schedule. Yeah, Yeah. and so last night I didn't fall asleep until like 1 or 2 in the morning. I use melatonin. Okay, so that's... Somebody recommended melatonin and I've also heard that the Lunesta is a good like, uh, I don't know if that's over the counter. Yeah, if that's over the counter or prescription. I don't know what that is, but... uh, That's um, the one with the giant butterfly, the moth, whatever, uh, in the commercials. (laughs) No, then if there's a commercial for it, I assume that it is a prescribed uh, medication. So Mm. I I take melatonin... um, Every night? uh, No, not every night, but like uh, if... Um, like, uh, if I'm like sleeping in, right? So we had a long, right. long time off, so I wasn't used to getting up at, that early. So I made sure I took it last night so that I could fall asleep early. I didn't okay. want, I didn't want to be up to one o'clock. I wanted to be asleep by like nine, nine thirty. So and what time did you take it in order to go? Eight to bed? o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Huh? So does warm milk ever? Do, have you guys ever had any luck with warm milk? Because warm milk, warm milk grosses me out. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, right. uh, I just think it'll make me pee in the middle of the night, so right. I try not to drink right before going to bed. Unless I'm drinking booze, that's another story. <laughs> you, you keep a flask in your me. pillowcase. I do the uh, the breathe pattern that we've talked about, yeah. Justin, uh, but last night I did it like 900 times. I was like, this isn't working. Really? Same thing. <laughs> so I adjust- frustrating. <laughs> I adjusted to, to a regular schedule, and yeah. it just, yeah. I, I just wasn't tired. Boobs. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can, it, it's tough when you get into that, that cycle, but I, I honestly, Preston? A sleep number bed. There you go. Mm. But listen, you can. Uh, they're saying uh, one of the things you may want to do is like if, if you're traveling, <clears throat> bring a partner shirt and sniff it. Uh, that's interesting because it would have a natural connotation of um, of a, 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 something that's soothing to you, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I was actually in a long distance relationship, and I when I would leave uh, her house on Sunday to come back home, she would actually like take one of my shirts. 
Uh-huh. And, and like, and yeah, sure you were. <laughs> the, not, not, no, like, but one of the shirts for my bag because right. she, you know she wanted to keep my scent with her. Uh-huh. By the way, speaking of uh, farting in your in your wife's bed, Steve, yes, yeah. uh, somebody says <laughs> my they, gift. They're legitimate. It says, can we have a serious discussion as to why women get so mad at men for farting? It's causing a serious problem in my relationship. Huh. I wonder if people really? have broken up over farting before. Do you think this is a text from a man or a woman? I think it's, it sounds like it's a text from a man. It says why women get so upset yeah. at, right. at men for farting. So I'm assuming that it's a man who huh. is farting constantly and uh-huh. his girlfriend or significant other is uh, having an issue with it. We um my... it depends on how you're farting. Yes, if you're aggressive, <laughs> if you're being if you're very aggressive and abusive with it, yeah. if it's for comical purposes, as my wife and I will share that. Uh and there no, we have actually never farted in our own home, Preston. It's the ghost of our dead cat peanut. Oh, that's who did it. Yes. Mm. And uh, it's amazing yeah, how if... gassy peanut is. If you if you're if you know that it bothers them as far as like the sound goes yes. and you're doing it or you know, it's really going to smell bad and you try to trap them, you know, in the same room, in the car, whatever it is, and you're doing it on purpose and not rolling down your window. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Look, yes, it's offensive. You, you've got to, if it really bothers him, you need to figure out ways to, to stop doing that part of it. <laughs> now, if you're just passing gas like a regular human being does and that annoys them, then you no. got to... Listen, it's their fault. Well, uh, yes, exactly. Because so my, my wife it's is hilarious. What we do as humans. Yes, yeah. She has the Glade you know, air freshener, and she'll she give me one of these. Looks like <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't. And, and sometimes I'm blamed for stuff I did not do. Right, right. But uh, it's a thing we do back and forth, which is amusing. But you're right. If I were to have vile gas and and, uh, and and let one go in her face, I'm sure she'd be well within her rights to be <laughs> angry off. at yeah. that. Right? Don't do that. But the sound, that's like the best part. The sound of a fart is like... The best part. The best part. It's hilarious. Every time. Well, there you go. Every single time. Is it not? It depends. It can get old. Like, uh, I I harped on you after a while because you were doing it in front of our in-studio guests, just ripping them off. And and you were doing them loud and on purpose. And I'm like, dude... Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. You know, and you fancy yourself the normal array of farts. That's right. And and you didn't you weren't really taking me seriously. Um yeah. eventually you did. You Maybe. weren't being hers. Maybe. And, and that hurt you. That offended you. Right? No. No, Preston, I'm saying. That he, he wasn't being heard. Like you, you he was upset at your farts. Uh, wait, who wasn't being heard? He was protesting your your farts and he felt you weren't you weren't listening. And to I him. wasn't listening. And that yeah. caused strife. Well, I don't know. I, you know, listen, it was so long ago. I don't have like a uh, 100% recollection. You know, I mm-hmm. uh, they they often say that memories are, are not uh, 100% accurate. accurate so. I hear you. Yeah. Anyway. I remember. It was gross and disgusting and inappropriate. And Preston asked you to stop. Okay. <laughs> but you were asking the question, isn't that the best part? It of is gas? the best part. Okay. okay. Well, you, then you're not asking a question. Okay. That's the best part of it. There we go. Okay. Glad we cleared it all. We got to the bottom of that, and hopefully uh, that person, and we helped them in their strife. All right. Uh, Let me see what else. What else I have here All right. Let's get this. Mm. Over here with this sound effect that indicates we're rifling through a drawer. Uh, If you ever wanted to go into space, this is your chance. NASA is looking for astronauts that will staff the Artemis uh, mission. 
which have a goal of setting up a station on the moon and will eventually send astronauts to Mars. Oh, that'd be so cool. The application period for the new class, which will be the first in four years, yes. opens on March 2nd and closes on March 31st. You going to try out? No. Damn I'm it. not going to try out this time around. Uh, NASA doesn't have a set number of astronauts that they're looking for, but past classes have ranged in size from 8 to 12 people. The people who do, and they're moving ahead with this, the people that will eventually participate in that manned mission to Mars, that's, you're giving up, you know, a sizable portion of your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, uh, that's a whole other realm. You've got to be a certain kind of person to do that. Oh, you definitely do. And and granted, this isn't the exact same thing, but you could kind of correlate it to people who join the military or something like that. My life is going to be dragged away from me for a long time, and I don't know what might happen during that time, but I... Feel the need to do this to for to better the country in this in this case to better science and so on. If a moon base is set up, w- w- we talked about this. Would you like for now with the with the Virgin, uh, the uh, Virgin of what is it? What is the uh, their their craft uh, that's going to uh, yeah, skip along in the space? Yeah. Would would you do that if you had Virgin the Galactic? Virgin, Virgin yeah, Galactic, was... yeah. Would I? Do? No, probably not. Um, I it's would. it's uh, the danger involved is is pretty high. And uh, you can simulate that type of thing pretty well now. It's true. You it's know? true. It just the there there was a time when I would have said hell yes, yeah. I would be the first on board. But you know, as uh, <laughs> as life goes on, I'm like, eh, maybe I'm not, not sure. Uh, by the way, in order to be an astronaut, you have to be a U.S. citizen and have two years of related professional experience as well as a master's degree in a STEM field. Oh, All man. the boxes are checked. <laughs> yeah. I got that. You're on I your have way. A master's degree. What's a related field? Radio. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Somebody's yeah, got to talk back to right. Houston. I, I, got, to... I got this. Hit the button. Uh, yeah, NASA, so we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you just have to have a button that sound that affects your voice to make it sound like yeah. you're Oh, this is my super demon effect. Yeah. That's what I want to sound like a bear. And that's what I use when I want to sound like an E.T. What about Calper? Is Calper going to space? Calper. Oh, didn't you just say it has to be STEM-related, right? No, it says you have to have two years of a related professional experience as well as a master's degree in, in a STEM field. So, Honestly, that's a little restrictive. For... I don't know if that means aeronautics or but some type of science, I would imagine. Why do you always have to be book smart to, <laughs> yeah. to, to be an astronaut? Why can't you just be street smart? Yeah, they should throw one idiot yeah. per I mean, crew That's in what there. they did in I think so. You know, they, they, they had the up, morons up there. Well, they had to send the morons up there because those are the guys that knew how to drill. General, right? we need a crew of morons mm-hmm. to go dig some huge holes into that and, asteroid. And what happened? They did it. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, we lost Paris, but for the most part, they did everything they were supposed to do. Are they not going to need construction workers up Absolutely. there to build said project? And by Listen, the way, it's like I, I asked an engineer one time in radio. I'm like, you know, so, the, you know, the radio towers and some of yeah. them have to be painted orange and white. And I'm like, who goes up there and paints those? He goes, ah, we get some idiots to go up there and do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear God. I'm sure, though, you, you go through, as with anything like that, you, it does require a lot of a lot of smarts. But the, the first person, the newbie, is always the one sent up the pole to paint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, the idea of being an astronaut, I mean, listen, how amazing would that be? You To legitimately say, I'm an astronaut yeah. and actually be real, that'd be awesome. Could yeah. you simply have an astronaut's uniform? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like uh, the Stolen Valor and walk around the mall in your full astro- yeah. with the helmet. Yep. So, Press, this is called Artemis? Yes. Okay. Because I think, I, I have a book. Called Artemis. I've read it. Yeah, okay. It's from the guy who wrote, uh, I mean, uh, 
Mars. The Martian. Oh, the Martian. The Martian. Yeah. It's a good book. Mars Attacks. It's It's not nearly as good as the Martian, but I read it, and it's good, and it's about a base on the moon where people can go and vacation. Um, I would do that. Some interesting things happen while they're... One of the cool things about the book, Artemis, though, is they, they take excursions from the, uh, uh, you know, the, lack of a better term, the village or whatever it is on the moon, but they would take excursions to show you where uh, uh, the eagle landed, where, yeah. they, you know, the first mission, the Apollo mission, and they, they show where the, you know, the leftovers, the remnants of it, and it's considered hallowed and nobody can go close to it. It's really cool, but it's an interesting book. Yeah. An interesting take on lunar travel. I wonder, well, I, I, what, are the, what is their best guess estimate as to how far away we are from an actual functioning yeah. moon space station? Don't know. Um, we lost a lot of ground. I think it's awesome that they that they are planning this, but yeah, it's a, they should have been working on that way back when, right? I mean, it lost a lot of steam, sadly. But it's insanely expensive, and that's why that's why the whole program was cut. Way Can back you get when. a fast pass? Uh, I would hope so. Right, right. The lines have <laughs> you got to be do ridiculous. That. Yeah. All right. So anyway, if you want to be an astronaut, uh, get in I touch. Do. With NASA, it starts on March 2nd and closes on March 31st if you would like to apply. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, here's something else in the junk drawer. And I apologize because we were off for several days. And the day that this came out was, I think it was last Friday, and then we were then we were gone. Uh, did you guys see that Wawa is experimenting with uh, hamburgers? I did. Bread and chicken sandwiches and yes. waffle fries. They're doing it at six locations, though it is not yet known whether any are in the Lehigh Valley or New Jersey or even the Delaware Valley. Uh, the Wawa and Horsham, well, I guess, yeah, they're, they're doing it in the Delaware Valley. Wawa and Horsham is selling uh, burgers and chicken sandwiches on brioche buns. So this is interesting because this is their first foray into this kind of stuff, which would sort of put them in competition with your mcdonald's and your burger kings and all that stuff mm-hmm. so um yeah i saw some social media posts over the weekend of people got them locally what they okay. think they were raving about them um i i think people uh are quick to rave about wawa yeah and and i get it um i, I haven't tried them yet so i don't michael know sure. klein uh, had reviewed oh, i guess right. the food and said it was good standard yeah yeah, yeah. well listen it's wawa yeah I mean, you know it's yeah. it's it's, it's to go food, not a Kobe it's, beef it's burger, yeah. but it's it'll it'll get you what you're looking for. Toppings include bacon, tomato, pickles, cheddar cheese, lettuce, and garlic aioli. Mm. Aioli. aioli, aioli. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, the waffle fries Ooh la la. are a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> waffle fries could be good. I mean, I love. Wa- I, oh, okay. I was thinking of, I was thinking like waffles, like breakfast. So I guess maybe it's like waffle fries like um, Chick-fil-A has, which are my personal favorite. Why is it that simply cutting a fry into a lattice design makes it taste better? It does. But it does. Is it like a square uh, inch area of like batter that can end up on the potato? It must be. Yes. I guess. It must be. It's just, it's amazing. I don't know. I uh, I think that the Chick Fil A fries are a little overrated. I I, I, I know it's an unpopular. Oh, you're wrong. Yeah. Just like uh, I was wrong about the fart thing. (laughs) You're wrong. Well, I can at least I can admit that I was wrong. <laughs> but I did actually have a uh, waffle fry over the weekend that I thought was delicious. <laughs> I will always remember this waffle fry. How was how it? How incredible it was! It was delicious. It was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, Where'd but, you have it? Uh, a place called the Mud Hen in uh, Wildwood. 
The uh, Mud Hen? Yeah, so it's like a microbrewery restaurant. Uh, it's like one of the newer restaurants in Wild. What Wild-O. the hell's a Mud Hen? Because Toledo Mud Hens are a, uh, a baseball team. Okay. But I never heard, I don't know what one is. I'm not really sure, but when you go into Wildwood down like Rio Grande Avenue, by the way, I think it's pronounced Rio Grande, but uh, you go down Rio Grande Avenue, yeah. it's like on that main stretch after you like pass And are over. they are they are they known for their waffle fries? Uh, well, I don't. I don't know if they're known. Well, they're probably more known for their beer since it's a, uh, a microbrew. A microbrew. Right. But, wow. Uh, uh, a mud hen uh, is an American coot, <laughs> apparently. That's right. Yeah. Coot. Isn't that what uh, Catherine Hepburn would call uh, <laughs> yeah. Henry the Fonda and yeah, old, 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 old Golden Pond, you yeah. old coot? You sick old bitch. Yes. <laughs> he was more direct. Calling yeah. me a mud head. <laughs> A coot. No, nah, man, you're a crazy old coot, and you're a whore. <laughs> See, I've got a funny word for you, too. You're a rancid old bitch. Isn't that funny? I thought coot was a little more benign. It is, but rancid yeah, you're old whore. You're a walking, whore. talking nightmare. Rancid old whore? I wish you were dead. Isn't that funny? <laughs> no, nah, man, the whole nature of this conversation is lost on you. I was being playful. So am I. <laughs> Commonly mistaken for ducks, American coots are only distantly related to ducks. Wait right here. I'm going to kill that goddamn bird. <laughs> uh, belonging to a separate order. You got it. Uh, unlike the web feeding no, ducks. No, I didn't get it. I accidentally shot Chelsea. <laughs> Should have told me she was coming. All right. It's a beautiful sound, isn't it? Oh, my God. Straight to you waffle it. fries, too. I've heard the loons in, in Maine in the evening, and it is Salmon. haunting. Preston's here. He wants to listen to the loon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't we suck face? <laughs> Since I can't get you to suck anything else. <laughs> I would, Norman, if I could find it. <laughs> wow. Oh, damn. Damn, snap. Yeah, remember that? It's from the movie that they would yeah. say "suck face." Let's go suck face. Because yeah. the kid said that. Yeah. in that yeah. movie, in that suck movie. face. Mm-hmm. I never. I, I mean, I've heard that term. I never watched that movie because it came out at a time where I thought it would be really boring to watch. Yeah, it's and a cute movie. It's is it nice. a cute movie? Yeah, it's it's a cute movie. Except yeah. you ruined it for life. But he does. But Henry Fonda and it says, "You want to suck face?" He does yeah. say that in it. Yeah, yeah, about a hand job. <laughs> wow. wow. No, man. <laughs> Or arthritis. Yeah, it's got to be. Unfortunately, oh. due to my early Parkinson's, it should be a humdinger. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, they had. they He's moving you, so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's great. Oh. Right. He, he, just, he just shimmies up next to her. Wow. What's okay. this in my hand? Let's let. How did we get to? I don't know. Catherine Hepburn giving a hand job. Let's see if mud we can head. backtrack this. Mud head, mud but head, where did yeah. where did mudheads mudheads come in? Waffle fries. Waffle fries. You got them at a place called Mudheads, mud yeah. which is a by the way, is going to have waffle yeah. fries. Rio Grande Avenue. And there Grande. you go. And by the way, I got pulled over. By the only police officer in all of Wildwood because I turned down a, uh, a one-way road the, the wrong way. I couldn't. I mean, and I did well, that it. that is a crime. Well, I know, I know. Yeah. But, like, there was one cop in the entire city, and I turned down right in front of that guy. May I ask you something? In yeah. Do you, do you like the, the shore in the winter? I think it's 
very wonderful and, and zen-like. And I really do because, I mean, there's nothing going. I mean, it's so quiet yeah. and so peaceful. The only bummer is that it's cold. And you're and, and, less you're less well, inclined to be outside. You're less likely to go swimming. Weren't yeah. there a lot of uh, polar plunges this weekend? Yeah, but yeah. that was all like Sea Isle and stuff oh, like that, yeah. right? It's not, yeah. it's not all the shore towns. Mm, no, no, okay. everybody does the different. When when is Wildwoods? I don't know. They do one. Do they do one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, Wawa's got burgers. So burgers. there you go. Thought I would like it. to try one. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have for the uh, the junk tour oh, yeah. this morning. Yeah. So thank you for letting me clean out my items. Otherwise, they would have just been tossed away. They would have rotted. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Our buddy Don Jameson has been waiting in the hey, Xfinity Lounge for a little bit. Yeah, he's got yeah, an album. He's uh, he's he's going to be at Parks uh, coming up on the 4th, and uh, we'll spend some time chatting with him in just a moment. So make sure you stay close. I do want to remind you, though, uh, Marissa, tonight is going to be, where is she going to be? She is going to be at P.J. Wellahan's. Newtown Square. Yeah. Uh, she and uh, Calendar Girls Dominique and Tatiana will Ooh. be there. And you can get registered to win. This is uh, courtesy of our friends at Pacifico, who are one of the sponsors of the Cardboard Classic. You could win the Pacifico Cardboard Classic Experience, an overnight stay, lift tickets, and VIP access for you and three friends to watch the Cardboard Classic right by our little grandstand area where we be, we'll be on the mics. It's an optimum place to see everything, and yep. there are a couple of uh, perks associated with that area. That is tonight, 7 to 9, PJ Wellahans in Newtown Square. Join Marissa. We're going to take a break. We'll get Don in here in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest has got a new album out. If my dates are correct, it comes out tomorrow, from what uh, I understand. And then yeah. he's going to be performing at Parks Casino Woo. March 4th. Please welcome the most hard rocking man we know, Mr. Don Jameson. Yeah. 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 The Preston and Steve show come for the free food in the lounge. <laughs> Stay for the farting astronaut, mud hen. Kate Hepburn giving a hand. <laughs> you heard all that. That's what your we new do. slogan. Yeah. That's what we do. Casey, congratulations. Eight years sober. I yeah. am officially eight hours sober. Oh, right. hey. oh. Listen. Well, yeah, so well. last yeah. night, baby. The <laughs> journey, of, journey of eight years begins with eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. It begins with eight seconds. begins hey. with one second. Exactly. Congratulations. The mundo. I was at UFO last night at the Sellersville. Oh, my oh, God. Were you? Yeah. Rocking out. It's their farewell tour. I'm making air quotes out there in Radio <laughs> Land because nobody retires. All right. Who's in UFO nowadays that I would know? Anybody? Uh, Phil Mogg, the original singer. Yep. Yep. Um, um, Andy Parker, the original drummer. And, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then um, they just got Neil uh, Carter back okay. in the band. Um, 
And so they got three original members. And Vinnie Moore plays guitar, who's a big fan of yours. He lives in Delaware. Yeah, He's I remember been that. Band, like yeah. twenty something years now. That's awesome. That's why. But you're right. Too. We we now have gotten to the point where we just absolutely in mock the farewell tour concept. Most notably, recently is uh, Motley Crue. And who predicted that? You did. On that metal show <laughs> yeah. to McMars' face. Yeah. I said, you guys will be back. And he said, no, we won't. And we wagged our fingers at each other. And, in fact, he had to do a mea culpa for that because he, he was very strident about not going to happen. He said, free tickets for the world. Yeah. That's what it was. And some a-hole put out a clip of him saying that. Could you believe that? <laughs> yeah, it'd be you. And somehow it ended up on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he, had to, he had to put out a statement. Uh, By the way, we haven't talked since i don't think you've been in through since uh the 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 dirt you see the you, the movie the dirt i loved it mm-hmm. and i think that's partly responsible for this desire because they have a fan base now that missed the first maybe even the second go around and is now completely into motley crew well well and i said to mick i said look I, I i believe you guys believe you're done yeah but i know what happens when you're sitting on the sidelines for a few years it's like all right what are we gonna do now so yeah. i said when you guys come back i will be there and, <laughs> and i will so and so twisted sister is on the clock yeah i'm predicting 2022 for those guys okay. for their return and then slayer i'm going 2025 I think you're right. I, the, yeah. the, the draw, you have to let it breathe for a little bit. Let yep. people go, oh, wouldn't it be great if they were back together? And then you come back. Why would you not? It, listen, it brought Guns N' Roses back. And everyone thought that was done and What was the name done. of that tour? Not in this life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it can happen. You know how many people have been trying to get me out of the comedy business? <laughs> I thought maybe they want to build up, you know. Right. So maybe people will want me back. Sure, again. yeah. I'm afraid they won't. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> no, it's okay, Don. We're good. Yeah. Don, do you think that's the case with Ozzy is that he just doesn't want to retire and because he'd be bored, he doesn't know what else to do with his time? Because Ozzy seems to me like one of the ones that, that maybe should consider it well, because yeah. of his health reasons and whatever, but he just seems to not want to. No, I know, and, and people blame it on Sharon, but, you know, yeah, I guess um, well, he just can't do it right now. Yeah, he just canceled the tour. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and <clears throat> just, I, I feel bad for him because you, you know that he wants to be out there. Well, for the past, like, eight or nine years, he's actually been doing the I'm actually retired tour, but yeah. I just don't want to admit it because a lot of people, God bless him, but anyone I know who's seen him over the past couple of years, it's it's not, you know, it's not a lot well, of energy. Well, what about Kiss? They're doing, like, this two-year thing. Do you think that'll be final and done when they when they hang it oh, up? Oh, they're already walking it back. <laughs> yeah, are they really? Yeah, Paul Stanley already said, look, you know, I'm not saying it's over, over. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, the, they're saying the touring, but that, yeah. that, that totally discounts, you know, one or two off dates and so on and so forth. That, there's a difference between a tour and a couple of sh- shows here. And but, by the way, the Kiss cruises will continue. Yeah. And they're playing those. And then Kiss will continue with other guys in the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> if they will. I they mean, could. It, exactly, because everybody knows the iconic makeup. So what, And why say anything? If you can still do it, wh- why say anything? The mm-hmm. Stones are still out playing mm-hmm. at a high level. You know, talk show hosts are making fun of the Stones being old in the 80s. Right. They're still going. What do you want them to do? And <laughs> as far as Kiss goes, as long as Gene's getting a penny out of it, you know, and... Uh, He'll be a part of it, I'm sure. He'll just let them go and do it. Get Find the right guys to portray them on stage, put on the big crazy, and Gene cashed the check. So is the lesson to be learned, never join a band where you wear makeup that obscures who you are? Because, like with Ghost, for example, 
uh, you know, he replaces out all the members of the band, yeah. and they do, it, and they have no recourse. But that's good. That's good yeah, for it, him. Yeah, it's good for him. But yeah. you can't have the mystique like Kiss had, you know, in the seventies, because now everybody carries a, fo- a camera with them, right, 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 in their, po- in their pocket right. everywhere. In the seventies, that was the big mystique. Like, there's nobody with mystique anymore because right. you know, three seconds later, he takes off the Pope head, the guy from Ghost, and <laughs> yeah. someone snaps a picture, and there you mm-hmm. go, it's over. It's over, yeah. You know, but the good thing about replacing all the guys in the band is, is like when they get to when they ask for a raise, you go, no, I'll get another guy that could wear, a, you know, a gown. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. literally that episode of the Brady Bunch. Do you fit the jacket? You know, the Johnny, right. uh, Johnny Bravo. Uh, so you have an album out. This is very I cool. Do, yeah. yeah. And uh, d- denim and laughter. And uh says it was recorded in front of 40 people. <laughs> Explain the process. Yeah. Well, I mean, how, you know, how many people yeah. do you need to have a good time? <laughs> right. You know, like, look, I like to capture the vibe of, of where I'm doing the right. comedy album, you know. So I just figured, you know, my friend owned a speakeasy in Los Angeles. And just keep it intimate? Yeah, just yeah. keep it intimate. And we made a Facebook event page and we emailed everybody the morning of, of the show. Cause That's pretty cool. Couldn't just put the address out there because otherwise, yeah. you know. I'm like halfway through my set, and the cops are like, you know, kicking in the door. Oh, it was legitimately right. a speakeasy. Yeah. This is so. a raid. You okay, know. so All right. a, a, re- a, a real illegal club in Los Angeles. Wow, with a bar and a stage, and you know, great sound system right. and everything. So. so you were running a bit of a risk, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that'd be a good ending to the album. <laughs> they break in, pulled out yeah. in handcuffs. You know, <laughs> that's that's cool. So what's what's the, uh, the the tone in general? I was looking at some of the selection names. Where some some interesting stuff back here. Do you, do you approach this thematically, or do you just you know uh, as an art, as a musician might do you do you go with that, or is it just a, a stand up straight? No idea. No idea. I just, uh, I just put on whatever jokes get laughs. But uh, I know the people. Look, people know me from you know playing at the comedy clubs, yeah. and they you know they know my broader act. You know, well, I'll talk sure. about politics and relationships and stuff like that. And there's the people that know me for going out opening for bands where I do my sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of set. So this is kind of a combination of both. So Tom Papa was on recently, and he was talking about because he. For the first time ever, he did what he thought was a, he felt a, like a theme, sh- like his, his his special was had a theme to it that ran through everything. Right, and I and I guess that's because I guess now there's a delineation between like a one man show and a stand up show, right? Yeah, yeah right. Like like a stage presentation and a stand, and this is a stand up album. Yeah, right, okay, I'm not yeah. as smart as Tom Papa. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> smart, I'm sure you are. Sure <laughs> hey, but you did the uh, you recently did the uh, the Monsters of Rock cruise, and you've done that a few times, right? Yeah, love how was it this time around? Yeah. Well, it's great. I mean, it's like a regular cruise, but instead of Hawaiian shirts, Mai Tais, and shuffleboard, it's winger shirts, <laughs> Jägermeister, and public urination. <laughs> it's gotta be that's a cruise. It's, it's gotta be a blast. It, it does, especially when you're surrounded by like minded individuals, right? Yeah. Plus, you know, I'm like Channing Tate. Them on that cruise, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm the, I, that's one world I'm hot in. You know? I go to Olive Garden, I don't get extra breadsticks. You know? The Monsters of Rock cruise, it's all GIT. Yeah, wow. But yeah, it's great too, man, because I do, you know, I get to, um, you know, I get to tell some of these jokes about some of these artists right in front of them because they they all come. You know, we do a comedy show, Jim Florentine and I. So yeah, you know, have you? So I assume, obviously, musicians tend to have a good sense of humor, but have you ever? done a bit in front of these artists, uh, one of these artists, and have them not respond well? Well, there's there's a, a great story on the album of, um, we did a roast at um, the Rock and the Range Festival in Ohio. Huge. We're, yeah, we, yeah, it's called Sonic Temple now, and it was for um, the singer Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone yeah. Sour, who's yeah. a great guy with a great yeah. sense of humor. Know him well, yeah. But the guy who they hired to be the roast master had no idea he was going to be an easy target, <laughs> and that was Sebastian Bach. <laughs> oh, 
this did he does not talk to me to this day. <laughs> so, this Wait, so Sebastian was was uh, was hosting it. Yeah. Oh my god. And he had no clue that as the host that you were going to be destroyed just oh, as bad. No. As it always really? roast is always that case. The, yeah. the, the host gets it constantly. Yeah. And let's just say I got hit with a hot cup of coffee at one point in this roast. Really? So, wow. Uh, that whole the whole story's on the album. So yeah, that was the one time where comedy and rock did not go hand in hand like Courtney Love and Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. Wow. Uh, what bands were on the uh, on the cruise this year? So there's uh, Crocus, Tesla, Crocus. Striper, wow. Winger, Y&T. Wow. Was Striper, wow. Striper was the Bible throwers? Yeah. 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 I still have my Bible from like 1989. That they threw out the concert? Yeah. 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 And they're still kicking, man. They're great. I love Striper. Bro. Were they throwing out actual bound books or was it more like a pam- I mean, a pamphlet version of the Bible? Were they, was it like real like... They're like like little you know mini mini bibles. bibles. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is why they need a mini striper, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mini kiss. They should sure, have mini, mini striper. striper. Throw out Tiny mini bibles. bibles. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Crocus open for Rush one year. That way, it was right down front. I loved that show. I thought they were a cool band, and they were still they were still great. You know, really, after all these years, yeah. yeah. And the singer was at the bar every night with you know a couple girls on his arm every <laughs> night. So it is. It's like it's really you you get into a time machine and set yeah. for 1986 and. And you show up, and it's like five days, and, and I go completely off the grid, you know, no internet, sure. no phone, and it's it's great, man. You got to imagine that, I mean, to, to that, that some dude from Crocus is getting action still off yeah. being in Crocus. Is, it, yeah. it shows you the power of rock. Yeah, I wrote Screaming in the Night. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Midnight Maniac, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then these guys, even even when they die, yeah. they don't retire because now you can make a hologram of, of people. Yeah. You it, know, the Ronnie Dio... The hologram has been touring for the last couple of years. Has it been? Yeah. Have, Have you seen, seen it? it? Yes. yes. Live? Yeah. It, What's it like? It's amazing. Really? It, dude, it totally sets the... What, Nick's laugh, laughing at me like I'm out of my mind. <laughs> well, holo, I, I like the concept of holograms, but I've never seen one. So I don't yeah. know. I can't, um, you know, I have to reserve judgment on it. I think it. it started, they did it with Tupac. And they had yeah. they yeah. had a few others. And they did, they've done it with Whitney Houston now. And Frank Zappa. And Frank Zappa. Which I also saw that one. So, so, uh, so when, you're, when you're there, and we've seen it, but I've only seen it on 2D screen. I've never seen it. So we're, yeah, yeah, there it like is. we're watching a video of it now. So, so, so there's a live band. Yeah, there's screens, and the, the hologram's actually only about a third of the show. Okay, like it, it kind of comes in and comes out during the show, and then the live band also plays. And there's <clears> live <throat> singers as well. So, well, Steve, you just got back from Universal. We were talking yeah. about that earlier this oh, morning. I heard that, and I was there too. Yeah. So they they will do sometimes. Like I remember. Uh, and even at Disney, they do some as well. We were at one of the, I forgot what it was, Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that. And uh, up on a screen that was a little bit of ways away, we're like, is that really Johnny Depp up there? I no, mean, like, it, uh, you yeah, know. you're right. Because the, the yeah. whole The Fast and the Furious ride, it was it looked like Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. And they were in the like, room. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, that's how good it is. So I guess right, maybe, maybe this, maybe this, so. this technology would work. Yeah, when people recognize me at Universal, I, I was like, no, no, I'm a hologram. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It's not the real Don Jameson <laughs> riding the Harry Potter rides. Yeah, did you? Are you a fan of Universal? Have you done the? Uh... We went for Christmas, me yeah. and my family, and you know my brother. My, you know I have two nieces and a nephew, and my brother in law is a big nerd, so right, he yeah. loved all. And we have to go to Harry. Tomorrow is Harry Potter Day, <laughs> and we're at dinner at the resort, and everything's cool. But there's you know there's a thousand people sitting there eating dinner, and my brother in law is like he's looking around, like okay, listen, I came up with a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Just, Shut up. 
since we stay at this resort on Universal, we get to go to the park a half hour early. <laughs> so tomorrow we wake up at 7.30. We're in the park by 8. We get on every ride before there's a line. Right. And I'm just looking around me at thousands of people yeah. dining at the same time. I go, yeah, nobody else is having the same exact conversation. Yeah, yeah. I go, you know what? I'll meet you around noon. And my, yeah. my brother was like, you're not going to get any rides. I go, you're not either. <laughs> I showed up at noon. They had not been on one ride yet. Oh, my God. That's why, honestly, I say if you can do, do like, you know, it's it's worth it. If you're, you're going to waste the time and you're going to go and you're not going to get out anything, save up or do whatever you need to do to get get a, the the the, uh, the VIP or, or to get even a ex, uh, fast pass or express pass or whatever the you, particular park calls it. You don't need it. Yeah? You don't. Uh, all you need is somebody else to save up and buy those. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get on the line with them and go, oh, I'm a non-rider. Right. I'm just waiting on the line with them. It does. And then yeah. you just get on. You just get on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's cool. Did, did you, did that's you, what I did. Did you have a thrill? Did you, did it, did it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It is fun. I mean, I, I don't care how reticent you are to go along with it, how much you're opposed to the whole notion. They get you. And that, I mean, I, I it was two days of awesome, I thought. Yeah, it was cool. I, mean, I don't know any of the Harry Potter stuff, but right. yeah, the rides are so like, you know, like some with the hologram, like everything is, it's the amazing. technology is so cool now. So uh, yeah, we had a good time. Did you did Christmas there? Yeah. And do you have kids? I've forgotten. No. Okay. No. All right. I don't believe in them. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering what Christmas is like. I mean, actually, on yeah. the day of Christmas, you were there yeah. just right around. Oh, yeah. No in fact, that was Harry Potter Day. It was on <clears throat> Christmas Day. You know, it was just the busiest day of the year. It's so, it is because really? that's a, that's a massive travel My brother-in-law time. had all his big plans. <laughs> you know, like Ralph Cramden had better schemes than you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no one else is going to do this. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like a secret they've told you about the park yeah, opening early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why they do it, so. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It's good, to, you know, spend time. You know, it's did like, you go to uh, Ollivanders to get your uh, your wand from the? Uh, you know, the, when you go into the store, the uh, in the Harry Potter in the. I got a wand in my underwear, but that's another story. <laughs> the wand will pick you, you know, if if it you're will. if you're selected. Yes, yeah, it must have uh, seen the disgust on my face for having to get up early and go to the park. Yeah, yeah, it won't pick someone who seems to be uh, a borderline murderous. Yeah. <laughs> So I, all right, I want to bring this back to music real quick because you're talking about the the scheme, right? The plan to to get yeah. into the park early and stuff like that. Do you remember in the days we used to have to camp out and sleep out for tickets, mm-hmm. or concert tickets, and stuff like that? There was always that one place that nobody knew about. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, you know because everybody would go to like West Coast Video or whatever, and so. For me, the longest time it was Boscov's. Boscov's and, was it, and nobody knew about Boscov's. And then mine was Marshall's. Depart- yeah. a department Marshall's? store. That, you would never <laughs> think a department store. A right? department store had a ticket drawn. It was it was like in the yeah. uh, it was right I think in the outdoor furniture section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and right in the back there was a like a desk with a yeah, setup. It was Strawbridge's in the King of Prussia Mall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same it's thing. like what? Yeah. But so, people started to clue into the Boscovs near yes. me, which is why I started going to Marshalls, and not everybody <laughs> knew and that there was one in Marshalls. So same thing with me. So people got uh, hip to the Boscovs at Grand Run Mall. Okay. So then I made it Acme at Lawrence Park. What? So I and it was Big Fish concert, right? So I'm, <laughs> I, I get to Acme. I'm second in line. The guy in front of me is trying to buy every single ticket to every single concert. I was second in line. I got zero tickets because of this ass hat. Because he waited uh, so long. It because so he long? was like, "Okay, well, if I can't do that, then can I?" Can't? And he was just like, and he was trying to buy for like the whole tour. I was like, "A hole, like." You know, or get two people to work the counter or something like that. I'm like, I'm second in line. And I got zero tickets. 
because of that <laughs> stupid hippie. I only did it once um, when I was in college in, in at Rutgers in New Brunswick, and there was a little record store off the beaten path, same right. thing. And I got down there early, and you know, I, I got my spot in line, and I, and I was first in line at like six in the morning. Sure. And I went in, and I was so excited. I got, I remember, I got tickets to Triumph uh, with Ingve Malmsteen <laughs> opening. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, that's a cool show. And the girl working the ticket master uh, machine was like, like drop dead gorgeous, and I was just like all so crazy in my head, and I, and I bought two tickets and then i said would you like to go with me and i asked her out like right on the spot yeah and she said yes wow and then i got home and told my girlfriend i got two tickets <laughs> yeah. to triumph <laughs> and realized my critical mistake yes just moments before <laughs> oh well so, so the girls went without you i'm sure yeah they, right. and they had a great time together <laughs> did you so and then i got have... hip to boscovs which said nobody <laughs> did you uh, did you ever do the wristband thing? They they started doing oh, yeah. that after a while. Oh, the lottery. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, 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 you wait, and it didn't matter where mm. you were in line. They they'd start to uh, hey, almost uh, any of those things would be almost better than what you have now, which is uh, uh, having to wait and then paying ridiculous prices for halfway decent seats through StubHub and so forth. They'd yeah. snatch them all up, man. Yeah, I don't know how that's happened. I, when I was a kid, I did all that stuff because I would have never thought growing up like I would ever know any of these people. Right? How would how do you ever get backstage? Like to, you know, like that would blow your, my mind out when I was a kid. Like how would you ever get backstage anywhere, anytime? And, and you know, now I do it all the time. Right. But back then it was like, and of course, again, it was the mystique, the mystery. What's back there? You got to know. I got it. I have to get back there. Yeah. I have to. And you, your whole life, I got to get backstage. And then you finally get backstage and you realize nothing's going on. Exactly. No it's a happy zero. I had, plate. I had fantasies of, you know, they were having dinners and, you know, all this yeah. catered food and, and people were yeah. shooting just, porn. Oh, yeah. 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 Strippers, dwarfs with sparklers. That was my band in high school. <laughs> dwarfs with sparklers. I love that, by the way. No, I, 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 exact same thing. I know what yeah. you're talking about. It's nothing to it. Want to yeah. meet everybody? Smile, picture, uh, see you later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty or much just it. just five guys sitting around just talking about music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Catering's not that bad if you can get into that room. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. You know, I saw I saw the uh, Def Leppard behind the music, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a it's an orgy back there. That's that's what's happening backstage because of Def Leppard." And that, no, it turns out it's a, a bunch of roadies getting the equipment set up. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be they used to have um, when you know in, in their height in pyromania and, and hysteria, they used to have the room under the yes. right under the stage, yeah. and during the drum solo, that's they would take girls down there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, you know, then we when we had Phil Collin on that metal show, you know, years ago, he goes, "Yeah, you know, we still have that." room but now there's juicers in there <laughs> yeah. you know yoga mats <laughs> life cycles so, oh, there, yeah. my, my peloton is down yeah. there <laughs> oh my god that's funny wow uh don how do people get the new album which is out tomorrow denim and laughter um, it'll be available on all the, you know, iTunes and Some Apple Coast Music video. and yeah, <laughs> Boscovs, um, you know, uh, Spotify, of course, um, the physical CDs for now, just, um, at my gigs, yeah. but, um, they'll, they'll be okay. available soon in the stores and then vinyl as well in the spring. Nice. That's awesome. And That's really you're awesome. doing that Jameson show as well, correct? Compoundmedia.com. And my own sort of version of that metal show. Yeah. And so you, you talk to musicians and comedians, you guys hang out and talk, uh, 
Yeah. Talk about whatever, right? Yeah, which is interesting because, I've, you know, most of my career of interviewing people has been with two other guys, with Eddie and Jim. So right. this has been, it's been actually a challenge. You, you know, enjoying so it? I re- yeah, I yeah. love it. It keeps, you know, I'm keeping the old mind from getting rusty. Uh, <laughs> nice. You know? What we and, try to do. And this is the year of the Rock Reunion 2020, right? You got Rage Against the Machine. You got the Black Crows. You got My Chemical Romance. Um, you got um, uh, Motley coming back. So, you know, maybe that metal show 2020. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. I, we, yeah. It would make sense. It's so ridiculous, especially. Especially since you still have a loyal fan base that I'm sure bombards you constantly with questions about getting yeah. it back together. Well, yeah. when you take down an entire network, it's hard to get another one to, <laughs> to pick you up. We destroyed that network. Yeah, VH1 Classic, gone. Uh, and you're back in a couple weeks because you're going to be at Parks uh, March 4th. Uh, so you can get tickets at uh, parkscasino.com. Uh, Go see Don. With we Jim love Florentine, him. too. Uh, Florentine's going to be there. Yeah, on that one, yeah. So Excellent. come on out, yeah. Excellent. All right, well, Don, always great to see you, man. You too, guys. Good Thank luck you. with everything. Don Jameson. Rock star friend. We're going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020. Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Crowbot. Dirty Honey. Mongolian Metalheads. The Who. And Jackson's Local Shots opener. Foxtrot and The Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thanks to Bar Lee for being here this morning, uh, feeding us properly. And they're getting set for Marissa Magnata. Uh, stopping by. I think she's going to be at the one uh, next Wednesday. Let me double check because she's doing a lot of these. Yeah, she's yep. going to be there next Wednesday, and that will be from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, for a chance for the Ultimate VIP Cardboard Classic Experience. You can go to WMMR.com see the full series of Cardboard Classic pre-parties with Pacifico. And keep in mind that you can test your trivia knowledge at Bar Lee and their Quizzo Night that happens uh, every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m., $3.50 beer specials during the game, and they brought by uh, all this great food. Duck dumplings. I had one of those. It's fantastic. Really? Vietnamese rice platter. Uh, the che- uh, cheesesteak spring rolls. Nick was raving about the shrimp that they brought in. Uh, so they're on 11th Street in Philly, 101 North 11th Street. So we thank them for coming by. Bizarre file time. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases. Absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. More than 60 young women at a school in India have said they were forced to strip and show their underwear to teachers in order to prove that they were not on their period. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Some 68 female students were told to undress after a used sanitary napkin was found in the garden of Sahajanda, Sahajanad uh, Girls Institute. Uh, one of the students said the principal... Abused and insulted us, asking which of us were having our periods, two of us were menstruating, and stepped aside. 
Despite this, we were all taken to the washroom. Their female, their female teachers asked us to individually remove our undergarments so that they could check if we were menstruating. Oh my God. The college is run by the conservative Swaminarayan Hindu sect. And a trustee said the girls were informed about the hostile rules before they took admission. So they're saying they knew about this ahead of time. Well, you shouldn't have had your period. Uh, these rules include restriction, restrictions on menstruating females who are not allowed to enter the temple and kitchen, socialize, or touch other students, or sleep inside the hostel. Huh. While menstruating, students must stay in the basement. Oh, my God. Honestly, uh, oh my God. you thought Carrie had it bad. <laughs> wow. Uh, India's National Commission for Women said that it was investigating the incident. Menstruation is heavily stigmatized in much of India and other parts of South Asia where women are often forbidden from places of worship while on their period. According to UNICEF in India, menstruation is considered dirty and impure. And during periods, girls are discouraged to attend schools and stay at home. Dear God, you're in the Stone Age. I mean, listen, might not be that bad of an idea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the country scrapped a controversial tax on sanitary pads in 2018, which was seen as eliminating a major barrier to girls attending school. As many as eight in ten Indian women and girls are estimated to not have access to sanitary pads. Oh my God, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. ridiculous! Wow. A former flight attendant with American Airlines said that he was unfairly terminated from his job after failing a breathalyzer test, claiming that his keto diet was responsible for the false positive. I'm on the keto diet. Andre Riley, who had been hired at American Airlines in 2012, was terminated last year following a breathalyzer test administered after a Las Vegas to Charlotte flight. I'll be be nothing but ketos. He said, I wasn't drinking, uh, claiming he had only changed his diet. Riley, however, had previously failed a company breathalyzer in 2013 in an incident that was determined to be related to drinking. The Department of Transportation has policy that bars anyone who fails more than once from working aboard an aircraft for any employer. I'm on the slim fast diet. Uh, Riley's claim about the keto diets aren't entirely unfounded. According to a doctor really? who spoke with Men's Health in 2019 that the keto diet was gaining popularity, certain breathalyzer equipment may give false positives when used by people in ketosis. The confusion, he says, may lie in the difference between ethanol alcohol, released through the breath after drinking, and isopropyl alcohol, which is released through the breath when the liver breaks down fat. Interesting. Some devices aren't able to differentiate between isopropyl and ethanol alcohol, he said. So when they do a breathalyzer test like the state troopers, do they also test for keto? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Riley's lawyer claimed that uh, Riley was asked to submit a breathalyzer following a flight, at which point he blew a .0050 and a .0052. I mean, that's yeah, just the tiniest bit. Uh, Riley's colleague never observed any smell or intoxicated behavior from Riley during the previous four-hour-plus flight. Maybe he has something. So he All might right. have something there. I've never heard of that before. So they're not smelling it on his breath. Nope. It exactly. showed up for my breathalyzer. Okay. Yeah. Gainesville police are investigating jars of preserved human remains found in the crawl space of a house. And it's interesting what they found. The remains were discovered during an inspection of the house foundation. The home was previously owned by Dr. Ronald A. Ballman, a former University of Florida researcher and current professor emeritus who published studies in the 1970s and 80s. Now, they're looking into the possibility that human remains are related to work that Dr. Ballman may have brought home and stored under the house's floorboards. Some of the jars date back as far as the 1960s, 
and they can they contain only human tongues. Only so tongues. That's his thing. Yeah. Why under? Why would you put them under the floorboards of a house? Is that good luck? Don't you have a? When you, know you first what? buy a house, aren't you supposed to put a jar of tongues under the floorboard? Maybe from the For old country. Luck, yeah. That's what. That's they how say, we Steve. do it in Sicily. Yeah, they bring so. you uh, what? A loaf of bread, some salt, right, and a and tongue in a jar, a human yeah. tongue. Yeah. So, uh, police in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, arrested a man after he allegedly kidnapped a woman and forced her to watch Roots, a 1977 TV miniseries about slavery. You sit right there and you watch this. Robert Lee Noy was arrested Monday. A criminal complaint stated Noy forced the victim to watch the show. I which couldn't is, find Shogun. Which is a nine-hour historical miniseries so she could, quote, better understand her racism, he said. Wow. And the complaint also stated the suspect told the victim that he would, quote, kill her and spread her body parts across Interstate 380 on the way to Chicago if she did not sit and watch Roots. So he was trying to work with her. Yeah. Yeah. Noy is charged with first-degree harassment and false imprisonment. So Forced her to watch Roots. Yeah, exactly. And we'll wrap it up right there. Wow. That's what I got in the bizarre file wow. for you this morning. All right. We made this announcement earlier, and I'm going to do another giveaway. It's oh. a sorority party with the Preston and Steve Show next Tuesday. We'll take callers 10, 11, and 12. Ladies only. And your guest has to be a lady. We're going to the Flyers game. That's very cool. Next Tuesday, we are going to the Flyers game, and we are in this special section that they have up where the uh, they used to have the um, balcony suites. Nick, I don't have the information here. What was the name of it again? The assembly room. The assembly room. Yeah, it's all the way up, all the way up top, but it, it's great. I really love it. I can't wait for you guys to see it, and I can't wait for this party. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, so colors 10, 11, and 12. And you just have to be, make sure you're female, and you guys are female. It's a sorority party. We're taking the ladies to the Flyers game. Uh, listen, I love a lot, it. A lot of the sports are, are loved by many women, but I think hockey in particular has a lot of female fans. And if you've never been to a hockey game, how great would it be to take you there for the first time? We're looking at pictures of this it's thing. It's gorgeous. It's awesome with couches. Is that even a fireplace, yeah. Nick? Fireplace. Shut up. Bars. It's it's a really good time. It'll and just be us girls. Yeah, just us girls. And the the sight lines up there are awesome. It's uh yeah, it's a great spot. They just did a, a really good job with it. Excellent. Two one five two six three WMMR. That's the number. We are going to take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us because we'll have a lesson question about today's show. Trash and music news as well. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We haven't even gotten our first letter of the day for the word of the week. That's coming up at the end of the program. And only two letters, so we give that away tomorrow. Bonus. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a, a sorority party with the Flyers, but this is a whole different thing. This is a pair of lower level tickets for the Flyers game coming up. April 2nd against the Predators. And keep in mind, great seats are available for this game and other big upcoming matchups at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. So we're excited to give that away. Uh, today's lesson question, however, we have a different prize. And we got a four-pack of tickets for the Atlantic City Boat Show, February Boats. 26th through March 1st. <clears throat> I wonder if that was the first time we had heard of uh, Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel or not. Probably. I don't think he's, I haven't seen that he's going to be there or anything like no. that. But I, just if, I think he might be doing a dramatic reading, Preston. <laughs> oh, from way back when. Oh, Not really? usual act. King Lear? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Okay. Uh, anyhow, uh, we're going to give away tickets for the boat show. Here's the question. Uh, let's see. I got a couple of different, uh, different ones. What does E.T. like to drink with cake? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Okay, let's see how close you've been paying attention today. 
What does E.T. like to drink with cake? It's what they have on his homework. Uh, yes, they do it differently, obviously. 215-263-WMMR. Call now, and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by New Jersey Transit Police Department, reminding you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to one eight 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 tips njt or text your report to NJTPD. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Salma Hayek responding to a comment on an Instagram picture of her saying she does not get Botox injections. Others have rallied to her support, pointing out that most people have no idea the very buxom actress has a head. <laughs> the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> get this. Adding another series to its roster with The Bachelor Summer Games. The Olympics-themed... Oh, oh man, I, I hit the wrong button, bro. I still love you. <laughs> Sorry. I still love you. <laughs> the Olympics-themed competition will reportedly include such events as boner pole vaulting. <laughs> nice. <My> God. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm actually administering a TED talk. Well, we're, gonna be, yeah. we're, we're stuck with this right, music. Just, just keep going. So uh, much more learned. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have been ordered to drop the word royal from their online branding, Sussex Royal. Both Meghan and Harry have already retaliated by registering the domain name queenfart.com. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll just segue right into the last well. question. That's what this music's for. Yeah. So... Uh, we're going to go for the answer here. What does E.T. like to drink with cake? And we will go to Ken for the answer. Hey, Ken. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, buddy. What does E.T. like to drink with cake? Botox. Botox. Botox! You got it, bud. Hang on. Correct answer gets you four pack of tickets for the Atlantic City Boat Show February 26th through March 1st at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Tickets and information at acboatshow.com, by the way, so we'll take care of you. All right, music news, here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right, brought to you this morning by Pacifico Beer. Stop uh-huh. by Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic Pacifico Pre-Party. Chance to win prizes, hang with the MM Army, Calendar Girls, and MMR Personalities. And details are available at uh, WMMR.com on the events page. Make sure you check that out. Ozzy Osbourne said in a new interview that his 2020 tour dates have been postponed and not canceled while Uh he seeks out treatment for his Parkinson's disease and related issues. Uh, He said, I cannot go on the road until I'm 100% confident that I can pull it off. And because if I go out now and I can't carry on, people are going to think that I've lost the plot. Uh, so I'm not going to go out there until I give them the show that I want to give them because it's not fair to them. Uh, after scrapping his tour plans for 2019 while he recovered from spinal surgery and pneumonia, Ozzy had begun rescheduling tour dates for his No More Tours 2 run this year in support of his new album, Ordinary Man, which, by the way, comes out tomorrow. So if you remember how long he says he's had this, going back a number of years, that means he was shooting that show on the History Channel with Jack yeah. while it was going on. So. Yeah. But it's on it, top of it, he had this spine surgery. Yeah. He's he's having he's having nerve issues and stuff like right. that. So I think it all culminated is coming together, and it's it's too much for him to handle all in one shot. Pearl Jam has unveiled a new animated video for their latest single, Super Blood Wolf Moon, from uh, the album Gigaton. The band collaborated with the uh, animator Keith Ross for the clip, who posts short music videos that he does with only a ballpoint pen on an Instagram account called Tiny Concert. Uh, the Super Blood Wolf Moon video is the first full-length clip that he's done. 
Uh, is this it? Uh, Pearl Jam released Super Blood Wolf Moon on Tuesday, uh, but previewed the track last week with a special app that allowed fans to hear the song if they pointed their cell phone camera at the actual moon. Let's listen to a little bit of this. Cool-looking video. We're looking at it right now, and it is all just pen sketches of the band performing. It's a cool video, and I like the song. Yeah, this is a little more guitar-oriented, yes. obviously, and it's actually got a little not, not it's got like a little light punk flavor to it. I uh, this is the second time I'm hearing it. I like it better the second time. Not bad. All right, let's continue on. By the way, Gigaton is coming out on March 27th. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here for you? Talinda Bennington, widow of Chester Bennington, and uh, Warp Tour founder Kevin Lyman are launching a series of events through their 320 project. The first is 320 Conversations, a free roundtable discussion with participants, including Blue October frontman Justin Furstenfeld and actor Ken Jeong and others. Uh, the event takes place uh, at the USC Bovard uh, Auditorium in Los Angeles, March 9th at 7 p.m. following on May 9th, there will be a 320 Festival Mental Health Summit featuring a day-long series of roundtable discussions. Participation, close to 30 non-profits. <clears throat> I thought this was interesting. On May 2nd, David Crosby and Joe Walsh were performing on the campus of Ohio's Kent State, marking the 50th anniversary of the four students being shot dead by National Guardsmen on March 4th, 1970, during anti-war protests. Uh, the benefit concert will be held at the Memorial Athletic and uh, Convocation Center. Uh, Walsh, who was a student at the time at Kent State and witnessed the shootings, will reunite with his 70s band Barnstorm, featuring original members Joe Vitale and Kenny Passarelli. Uh, it was uh, May 14, 1970, uh, just 10 days after the killings. Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young released their single Ohio as a tribute to the students killed. I didn't know it was that quick. I had no idea. Neither did I. That Neil Young wrote that song, and they got it released 10 days after that took place. Pierre is, wow. Uh, Pierre's interviewed a few of the members of the band of CSNY about that song, and uh, he can tell it better than I can, but uh, Neil made sure that they got it in the studio as quickly as humanly possible. I think some guys had to fly uh, from like California to, to a different part of the country, but um, regardless, Neil got it done, and he got it done fast. Well, and that speaks to the genius of Neil young because it's not just a song right it's a great freaking song yeah. all the way around melodically obviously it's a very serious uh you know message to it but that's just brilliance if they got that done that quickly crosby stills and young were together crosby and neil young i'm sorry were together in the days following the shootings and were both distraught over the senseless killings and found themselves discussing arguing and replaying the tragic events until young took a guitar sat alone and composed this song ohio it was uh, recorded right away, and it was Rush released. That's pretty wild. So they're going to play uh, on May 2nd, David Crosby and Joel. And I didn't know Joel Walsh was a student th- at that time. Uh, Could you even have, I mean, <clears throat> th- 
the the impact or the ability to do something like this with a single song, yeah, and have that kind of impact. I don't know. Could you even do that today? No, I yeah yeah I don't know. Yeah, with, with and and have this much attention on yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, that'd be hard to say because there's so much out there. Very interesting. All right, and then uh, another thing. I thought this was kind of fun. It's it's a little bit out of the MMR wheelhouse, but I thought this was cute, and I like the B52s. Uh, they are going to be featured in a new Archie's comic book oh. titled Archie Meets the B-52s, number one. They should have the uh, B-52s on Riverdale. Well, in the issue, the band uh, plays a variety uh, show on Riverdale's fictional TV station, WRIV, where Archie is interning. Uh, he jams with the band on Private Idaho, uh, after which they hire Archie and his band to open for them. Trouble is, Archie doesn't have a band. Uh, but Kate Pearson told Rolling Stone, I guess a lot of people have seen us as a comic book, uh, kind of comic book characters because we have such a graphic image with the giant hairdos and powerful clothes. We have a sense of good humor. It tends, it lends naturally to comic book portrayal. And I think we've always resonated with teenagers. We attract people who feel like they're outsiders. And we're all about inclusion. It's okay to be different. It's cool to be different. So I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, we don't have Private Idaho. But we don't? This is, no. But this song, song I love, man. This, this whole album is fantastic. Yeah. Deadbeat right. Club is one of my favorite songs. And, uh, and then one last thing, a personal announcement. Uh, my band, Saint, is playing JT Brewski's this Saturday. Yeah! Our first, and turns out only, stop in Delaware <sighs> County because oh. I made the announcement earlier this morning. I'm leaving the band. No. I have no. to because no. of my hearing issues that I've had and I've done too much damage and being around that loud environment and and uh, playing music for you know three hours or so at a, at a pretty high level is is kind of stupid for me to do. It needs to be documented with a film. The, you you know. know, second to last waltz. By the way, I had <laughs> I had a docu- second to last documentary waltz. series. <laughs> I had my I had my latest hearing test done, and the tech that was was doing it. We were walking to go, take me to the doctor's appointment to discuss it. She goes, she just goes to me. You realize you've destroyed your ears. Yeah. I said, yes, I know that. So. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for thank that you. bedside manner. It's very comforting. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You're right. What? How did I miss that? Yeah. Damn it. Uh, it's so, a little too early for beer. This will be our uh, next to last gig. The final one is going to be a charity event in March, and I'll get you the, the details uh, coming up. So that'll be your reunion tour. Yeah. That'll be the yeah. reunion yeah. tour. Yeah. Yeah. So, J.T. Peruski's, uh, we start at uh, 8.30 and uh, come out for the gig if you can. That's this Saturday. So, just giving you a heads up. Wow. All right, that's music news. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, get ready to wrap it up. Letter of the day, word of the week, that stuff. Stay with us. We'll return in a little bit. What's new? Glad you asked. Weezer. Fozzie. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. It is 1048 on a Thursday. Getting ready to wrap things up. I would like to thank a couple of people for coming by here. Don Jameson, our good friend. Yes, yes. Don has a new album. It's out tomorrow, and it is called Denim and Laughter. And you can pick that up, you know, iTunes, wherever. You can go to donjameson.com, wherever you like. He's a good guy. He's also got a um, 
a show that he's got called the Don that Don Jameson show, which is kind of picks up where that metal show left off. But he's yeah. just doing it solo and talking to musicians, and comedians, and having a good time. He's really uh, digging it. So Don's going to be back in town March fourth at Park Casino. He and uh, Florentine are coming back in town, so you can get those tickets and information at donjameson.com. And thank you to the restaurant uh, Barley for coming yeah. by. Yeah, food's fantastic. Um, and they have a cardboard classic pre-party. T- no, next Wednesday. There's a, a bunch of them coming up, and I've got some conflicting dates here. So next Wednesday is when that's going to be at Barley. Marissa will be there tonight. However, she will be at PJ Wellahan's in Newtown Square. And that'll be from 7 to 9 tonight. Calendar Girls will be with her. So Dominique and Tatiana will be there. And it's a chance for you to stop by and get registered to win the Pacifico VIP Cardboard Classic Experience. It's an overnight stay. Lift tickets and VIP access for you and three friends to watch the Cardboard Classic with us at the event on March 6th. That is on March 6th, isn't it? Yeah. How yeah many weeks? Unbelievable. Is- is that two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow? Two weeks from tomorrow, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two weeks from And then three weeks from tomorrow is spring training. Whoa. And yeah. then four weeks from tomorrow, Preston, we're going to visit our, our, our respective parents. Yeah. Then yeah. I'm going back to Florida the week after I will be in Florida. Then five weeks later, I'm going to jump off the roof. Mm. No, but four weeks is, uh, we didn't announce that yet, right? Right. The thing that we didn't announce. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So then the week after that is camp out for hunger. Yeah. Then yeah, we're doing yeah. that. I don't even know what that thing is that we're going to have. broadcast. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, I you didn't just say yeah. that. Anyway, well, anyway, anyway, Pierre Robert is indeed here. How do, sir? Anyway. Have you worked all week this week? I or have. did you have Monday no, off? I had Monday off. Okay. All right. Monday off. Yeah. We took a couple extra days. No, good for you. Steve went to Universal down in Orlando. I heard you talking about that. Good for mm. you. It was awesome. Good, good, good. I, you guys deserve every second of vacation and uh, need to take it. And uh, it's good. And I got to hear... Uh, a best of, of, you know, the great thing about the uh, best ofs is you you hear segments you sometimes didn't hear when it happened. Yeah. Um, and you guys had, I think it sort of started spontaneously, but it was like songs that get you through. And then people were calling in with different songs that were really motivating for them, sometimes surprisingly, uh, but really cool. And and uh, I don't I don't know if it was edited after, but you had them brilliantly synced or maybe they... Um, because no sooner would they mention the song than it would appear, even if it was a rare song. So it was cool. Well, a, a huge kudos to Casey and Marissa, who schedule the uh, <clears throat> the best of segments. And they will purposely, uh, because people have listening habits, they listen at certain times of day. Unless you're a podcaster, you catch the whole thing. But say somebody normally listens between 7 and 8, we'll take a segment that took place between 9 and 10 and play that back between 7 and 8. And vice versa, and therefore, hopefully, we're giving you something you may have missed at one time because it wasn't during your regular listening window, whatever that may be. And, and Marissa and, and Casey work really hard at that. Yeah, well, they do a great job. Uh, Marissa, God bless her, is here uh, sometimes when we're leaving at 4 and 5 o'clock. That, yeah. uh, she's the hardest, hardest-working girl in radio. By you God, rock. she reminds me of you. You rock, little lady. <laughs> By God. God, she reminds me of me. <laughs> kiss me a pretty girl. Kiss me a steer and wrote me a pretty girl. There you <laughs> go. That's not right. No. That's Something not right like that. at all. It can be. Uh, well, uh, anyway. Sorry. Um, and um, <laughs> the well, the Ohio like story. Oh, uh, yeah. Ohio, yes. Uh, I actually happen to know the Ohio story quite well. You were close, Nick. Okay. Um they witnessed the events of, of everything, and Neil has a ranch outside of San Francisco. Crosby was up hanging out with him. Uh, Graham Nash and Stephen Sills were in Los Angeles. 
Um, and Neil, as you said, went off and wrote the song, came back, played it for David. David said, we got to record this. And Neil said, yeah, we will. Um, you know, next time we go. And he goes, no, right now, tonight. And they called Nash uh, and he booked studio time in Los Angeles. They flew down that evening wow. and went into Wally Hyder's studio and um, uh, recorded it that night. Uh, and then uh, there was no technology. You know, now you could just release it yeah. from your home uh, computer or whatever. They had to get the reel-to-reel tapes, fly them to L.A. I mean, excuse me, fly them to New York. Uh, they were on Atlantic Records. Uh, go through that and then put it out. And as you said, in 10 days, which was record time. Teacher Children was rising in the charts and very close to number one. Uh, and they allowed, and Graham was, that's Graham's song, but he believed in the song of Ohio so much uh, and its message and its value that he was quite willing to let them jump that. And so it actually superseded um, Teacher Children as a single, but was able to get out in, in at that time, record time. Wow. So not only do they get it recorded, and, and, and like Preston said, it's not just a song. It's a great song. And then they get it out and to, to radio stations so people can right. hear it. You know, I mean, right. like, that's Herculean. Unheard of at that time, yeah. So and how uh, quickly they... They threw that together, even like uh, you know uh, Neil sings solo or sings the the lead on that. But uh, towards the end, Crosby's doing these little solo right. hits, yeah. which are just they're brilliant. They're, right. they're they're fantastic, and the fact that they slapped that together, so to speak, right. it could have ended up wow. a whole bunch of ways that were bad. And, right? And, uh, wow. Yeah. Well, and uh, and uh, Stills has some great guitar parts on that. Yeah. Um, uh, they always uh, I forget. Uh, Neil is usually on the right channel, and Stephen is usually on the left channel. If you listen closely, uh, I don't know if it's that way on that song or not. But um, and then Graham's harmonies. Uh, it was an amazing. You know, it's the it's the epitome of of what a group can do as a group when mm-hmm. a group has a mind to. Amazing! Wow, excellent. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Uh, let's when they get... weren't fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they weren't killing each when other, they weren't. I want to murder you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's do the letter. You ready, man? Yo, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter. Um, Y as in yellow. All right. And we have a pair of lower level tickets for the Flyers game on April 2nd against the Predators. Uh, great seats are available for this game and other big upcoming matchups at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. So get those tickets while you can. We give that away tomorrow Whoa. already. Amazing. What's on your program today, Pierre? Uh, we got Black Crows tickets for the uh, show in July. Uh, Rich and Chris Robinson will play uh, an acoustic show on Friday evening upstairs at the Fillmore in the little club called The Foundry. And um, everybody who wins tickets from me this week for the uh, big summer show uh, and reunion uh, will be eligible for the grand prize of winning uh, a pair of tickets to go see the sold-out thing Friday evening, which will be cool. Uh, we have live in, relatively speaking, in town in that they are at Parks Casino, uh, which I'll be heading out to later on. Uh, those wonderful original members of live uh, at Parks Casino tonight. It is a sold-out show, however, but we will have a workforce block. Uh, this would have been Jay Giles' birthday. We'll do a block of the Jay Giles Band. We have a request for a block of the Goo Goo Dolls. It's Kurt Cobain's birthday, so we'll do some uh, Nirvana on vinyl. So it should be an action-packed program. Live was out at Universal Studios. When really? Oh, no there. Yeah, wow. and the, the, uh, our tour guide said, there's a band tonight, Liv. Liv. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop it, really? Oh, yeah. so, oh, my God. She was yeah. so sweet. They're a they Christian have, band. They have <laughs> concerts out there, too. I think uh, it was 
like Ario Speedwagon when I was playing out there. I mean, they put on shows. It at was that place. Uh, it was Liv and uh, <laughs> Bell Biv DeVoe Preston. Wow. Really? Yes. Well, wow. separate shows. That's pretty. Awesome. We'll play That's some cool. Live Live today. <laughs> hey, so tonight I want to invite anybody out there. Uh, tonight, my daughter is playing the lead of Alex the Lion in uh, uh, St. Pius X. Uh, they're doing Madagascar Junior. The oh. musical. And my daughter is the lead of the show, and it opens tonight, runs tomorrow night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. So and you're doing audio. I'm doing audio. Been practicing. Wow. I think the show's going to sound pretty good. But listen, it's it's good for kids. So yes. if you're in the Delco area and you're looking for something to do with your children, uh, come out to St. Pius the 10th. I saw Casey's daughter in Frozen. She was oh. Oh. Look at it. She was Olaf, wow. for crying out loud. Listen to her getting these huge roles. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. oh. What? There was one other thing I had oh, happen what? over the weekend. I forgot to tell you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, were you going to close? The no, door? no, I no. can, but don't worry about it. Uh, well, this was yeah. kind of a miracle because I went up to see David Byrne of the Talking Heads. Uh, he and he's had a brilliant Broadway show running since September with him and ten other amazing musicians. They all dress in gray suits and are barefoot on the stage, and they all carry their instruments. No stationary instrument, and um, beautifully uh, acoustically and percussion wise, there are there are four or five different percussionists, and they're they're not drummers; they are percussionists making the most amazing sounds that go perfectly with Talking Head songs and his other solo material. And uh, so, um, and I had planned to get up there like like nine a.m. or so. It was the last show; it was a matinee, three o'clock. Right. And um, I was going to do the the matinee, and I said, I'll go up like 9, I'll go shopping in Soho, get a bite to eat, then over to the theater, then I'm going to go see some friends afterwards, this will be perfect. And by the time my train pulls into um, Penn Station, it's 10 to 3, uh-huh. and, I, and the theater is 11 New York City blocks away. And I'm going, oh dear. And um, but I started walking with great speed, and uh, because I'm in superhuman um, sh- uh, shape and uh, a svelte Roman god, I I I don't even look at the clock. I said, I'm going to miss the opening. Okay, it's all right. Don't get mad. I said, it's going to be all right. And I turn right on 44th Street, and I go in, and um, I walk right in. And the lady says, hurry up, come on, come on, come on. And I walk in, and the lights are still up. And my seat is. I just had a solo seat near the very end. Uh, and but it's a very small theater, so there's no bad seat. And I sit down right near the aisle, and the guy goes, "Hey, next to me, you made it." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Last minute." I go, "Well, you know, sort of story of my life." And he goes, "Yeah, you and Paul McCartney." I go, "What?" He goes, "You and Paul McCartney." I go, "Well, it's David Byrne." He goes, "No, it's Paul McCartney." And he points ten rows down, and there is Paul McCartney. What sitting? Uh, who had just walked in 10 minutes before me, or five minutes actually before me, and is sitting uh, down on the aisle. Whoa. To see David Byrne of Talking Heads fame. Uh, and Pierre Robert. <laughs> well, he, he did, and he, he wanted an audience with me afterward. I couldn't. I, I had to do dental work. Um, but um, Is that the closest you've ever been to Paul? I was in a room with him um, with a bunch of other reporters throwing out some questions, and he answered one of my questions. So probably was technically, you know. But it was fun to – I mean, the show is so engrossing. Uh, and I uh, that that it's a magnificent and it's going to come back in September. Uh, I thought it was closing night, but they're going to bring it back. It was so popular. It, I'm sure it's going to win a Tony Award. It's just brilliant, wow. really beautifully done. Um, but every so often, I, I I forget about it and go, wait, there's a beetle in this. Building. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. This is a very very small theater, and so I could look down and I could see him bopping yeah. you know and and clapping and then it, there it, this is the, it's sort of concert like because not like broadway so if people felt like it they could stand up and dance 
And so, uh, you know, you'd see McCartney up there dancing and swaying. But they seated him right by uh, an exit, you know, or like a, a draped uh, exit, which was a, also the backstage door. So the second it ended and the lights came up, I barely had time to snap a picture of him walking through the exit door and and out into, you know, hanging out with wow. David Byrne or wherever it was. But that was That's a, cool. a miracle. I wanted More to importantly, share. how was your dental work? Uh, it was phenomenal. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, I mean, it, I had pina coladas. Pina coladas. That's amazing. Wow, that's... Uh, Getting caught in the rain. Man. Yeah, that's just a beautiful thing for you. All right. David Byrne covered that song, too. No, he didn't. No, he, no, didn't. he did not. No, he did not. <clears throat> There's only one guy. If you like Pina Coladas. Rupert Magalian. What's his name? Holmes. Holmes. Rupert Holmes. Holmes. Yo, Holmes. Now I'm going to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by the Atlantic City Boat Show. Uh, Don't miss the Atlantic City Boat Show February uh, 26th through March 1st. Visit acboatshow.com. That is it. We are done. Oh, tomorrow on the program, uh, comedian John Heffron. Oh, we love John Heffron. Absolutely. He'll be here. That's it. Now we're done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Well, fun and games until Barstool starts flying. Next message. This is Roland Scrincy. It's my birthday. I'm 97 years old. I was on your show as a Marine. Uh, I just want to thank you for the comments you made about me yesterday. I, I just love you people, and I'm so grateful. I just think you're the, the nicest people in the world, and if all of you have a big heart. God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Next message. I know you didn't... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to just call back and try that again. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.